When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. This is a HeadGum Podcast. got to talk about this uh frozen short Ugh. i didn't Bruh. even watch the whole thing Bruh. so uh i was in and well, out Bruh. so you you waited an hour before and then you were like oh now the movie starts <laughs> you say it was an hour <laughs> yo honestly what was that honestly it was it's so 20, it was long. 20 minutes is that longer than most of them? Yeah, yeah. bro. They're usually like five minutes. And usually sometimes it's not even a full. It's usually literally like three to four minutes, bro. Dude, it was so, I, so long. I, I, like, I work at a... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I, I was just going to say, I, I was so excited. So you know how the, the little lamp jumps on mm-hmm. the eye and then you're, you're like, it's about to be the short? Mm-hmm. I was so excited. I was like, oh, man, I wonder what short they're going to do for this. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, gosh. And then it was frozen. And I was like, okay. That's fine. Yeah. And then oh, I think okay. like 15 minutes in, my sister kept joking. She was like, should I? Because I went with my sister and she was like, should I go and check that we're in the right movie? Uh, and I was like, ah, ha, ha, no. It's obviously a, just a long short. And like 15, 20 minutes in, I was like, I am nervous. <laughs> yeah, I was too. I was like, ooh. It's, it's also one of those things. I, I kept, this is the thing that bothered me about Frozen. And I will say that as a person, I've seen Frozen 10 times. My little cousin, <laughs> they love Frozen. I've seen it. I know it back and forth. But the problem with showing Frozen in a full mini movie before this movie is like, hey, just in case you're not sure about the contents of Coco, hey, watch yeah. it come see Frozen. It was like when I watched SNL and I saw Tiffany Haddish and it was like, you may not know who she is, but we got Taylor Swift though. Yeah, so we, it does feel know. like that. It does feel like that, which I think is like, re- it's really unfortunate too, because I've never seen Frozen. So. I I was like enjoying the movie, but I, but it was it is like it's so, it's so long, it's so it was so long, and also I couldn't have like fine. They're in Norway, right? Where it's like cool. It's in Norway, you know. It's like I, I've never seen Frozen either. I know a little bit about it. It's a good movie. It's, it's a good movie. It's cool. Don't get me wrong. Cool. It's a good movie. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a huge success. Mm-hmm. I know it made like over a billion dollars and stuff. Yeah, it's and, a good movie. And you know, it was like, oh, it's like this weird like Christmas tradition thing, which, you know, what's your Christmas tradition? Like, and I was just like, oh, okay, like it's a, it's a little bit much, I got to say, but fine. But then they start going around to get all these different traditions. And they got, my man, they got like, they got, they got the Hanukkah tradition in there. I'm like, cool. So, so we're going to start. We're gonna start diversifying, but then that's it. There was just zero people of color. Oh, oh! But I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, but there are no people of color in Norway. That's not true. <laughs> no, I mean, according to this Disney movie that we just watched, <laughs> I mean, there they, are no people of color in Norway. I mean, zero. there's too many snowmen. Yeah, way too many. It's too cold. It's like people of color ain't staying in this cold. That's basically what the movie was saying. If it would have been Hawaii, Africa, oh, we would have saw some people. Maybe the islands. But not also what made it really funny to me 
is that the movie didn't even follow the two like princesses. No, it, it was followed, all, it, was it followed Olaf. Josh, who technically whatever you want to like say, Olaf's it's adventure. a white dude. So basically, the did whole you call him first, Josh. Did you his, just hold on? Did you just his name call Josh? Olaf Josh? Isn't his name Josh? The dude from uh, <laughs> yeah, the, Josh Gat. Josh Gat. Josh. It is, but the fact that you called for, it dude, him Josh. First <laughs> off, the movie what made, what made Frozen so cool is that it wasn't like a prince saving the day. It was like a princess was a bad guy and her sister was trying to save her. And it was like a whole, that was the whole point. So you took this Gerard, thing. why the one time you call somebody by their actual name, it's an animated character who it would have been totally fine for you to say. Not nah, bro. Oh, bruh, I'm nah, not going to let nah, this go. Nah. I'm so mad at you. James, hear me him. out. Hear me out, James. We had Josh. this movie. We had this movie, Coco, okay? Mm-hmm. That was going to be about, like, it was about. It was like literally about Mexico. It was about we're about to we're about to learn something. But before it, we have legit two white women, and I'm like, you know what? Cool, white women count as diversity. I let it go. But we don't focus on the two white women. We focus on the white snowman voiced by a white dude. Literally yeah, the whole but the movie white is the white snowman dude. was created. He was built by them. So if if you think about it, he's his own species. This is the most diverse Bruh. character they could have followed in the movie. The only diverse thing about that short was the fact. That the reindeer was in it for most of it, and you know what? I find feel I kind of feel weird about the reindeer in the first place. What was the reindeer's name? Rodney? Huh? That was his name. Rodney? I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what his name was. His name Rodney? I don't, I don't know, but like it could have been. All right, feels like we're going off the rails a little bit. It's getting a little cocoa. Uh. <laughs> That's so trifling up in here. <laughs> what you just did was so trifling. Is it boo? <laughs> you want to do it? You want to try it again? Where it's this just feels like we're living la vida coco. <laughs> All right, uh, Nick, can we start the show, please? Let's start the show. <laughs> <laughs> living la vida coco. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Gerard Milligan. What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Oh, whoop, whoop. Oh, whoop. Whoop. <laughs> it's, it's like. I was, I've I, been practicing this alone in my apartment for an hour. <laughs> it's like we all knew that's what was coming, but none of us were, none of us were ready for it. <laughs> First of all, I love your commitment to it because you know in I mood- I legit practiced it. I've never practiced one of the things before, but I was like, oh, I want to do this one. Ju- I don't want to like be you, doing a thing. Can you, do it, can you do it again, real quick? Can you do it again, real quick? I don't know if I can. I I think that was all I had in me, but I'll do it one more time. Here we go. <laughs> oh, whoop, whoop. <laughs> all right. Uh, Thank you. Cool. My, well, so anyway, <laughs> my name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Gerard Milligan. And my name is James the Third. Why, why was it extra slow? Yeah, like, <laughs> what was the purpose? Uh, was it? I, I was just trying to also do that. I practiced that alone in my apartment for an hour. It was two hours of rehearsal. Uh, <laughs> one, was, <laughs> one was the yell and then the other was. 
I mean, I wish I had my guitar for this intro. I just ordered a guitar. I would have made this this intro so dope. Guitar. Yeah, it's my new thing for 2018. Well, I mean, you never, you don't actually have a drum in here, so you could just. I'm just saying, but I don't know how to do the. Whatever. I'm gonna just stick to the regional. Hold on, before you you do it. Okay. Okay. Give me a second to get ready, because you know James practiced his, so he cheated. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm uh, ready. We okay, because we have a special guest today. Let me know when. Let me know when. She's an amazing performer. Boom, boom. Performs at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater boom, 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 in New York. Boom, 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 boom. On Lloyd Team 17. Boom, 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 boom. Wait, I thought you were going to do a guitar. Well, I yeah, why was there? Well, because well, my thing is, why like, were there still cymbals? <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't think of how to do the guitar without actually. You know, All like, right, we got Marisa <laughs> Montañez here. Yo, welcome. Thank you. Give it up. I was going to do a guitar, but I was like, you know, to do it with my mouth, I was like, it was too complicated, and I wanted it to sound kind of cool, but then it wouldn't have. But don't worry. Next time you come, I'm going to have a guitar. Good, good, good. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We are uh, reviewing the film Coco. Coco! The new Pixar movie, uh, a joint venture, Pixar and Disney, you know. We were just talking about that before we started recording Mm -hmm. out. You know, Pixar was a part of Disney, and then they left, and then Disney bought them back up again. That has to be so trifling. It's like, hey, man, I don't want to work with you no more. Oh, for real? Boom, I'm buy your company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so disrespectful. Uh, uh, here, uh, just so you know, oh, for those who don't know, we review films of uh, leading actors of color. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, Coco uh, is about... <laughs> The Day of the Dead, I'm not even going to try. No, come Dia on. Dia mu- de Oi. los Muertos. Yeah, say it again. Dia de los Muertos. Oh, good. That's good. Something like that. That's good. That's good. Uh, 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 what's the kid's name again? Uh, in Miguel? the movie? Miguel. Miguel. Yeah, that's right. Miguel. Miguel. Uh, this young boy, Miguel, and his uh, adventure in the land of the dead, essentially. That's so uh, cool. Uh, it's it's all about family, and the film just came out Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, over the five days, it's made seventy one point two million dollars mm-hmm. uh, domestic. It made eighty two million foreign so far. Wow, so really? For, yeah, in five days. Damn, five days has made one hundred and fifty three million dollars. Yeah, wow. diversity um, pays. Hey, can I say something real quick? Go so ahead. I work at a movie theater right now, and I appreciate the number of people that are going to this to see this movie. It's great. It's amazing. Yeah, y'all, yeah. y'all just be leaving. Y'all just be leaving your popcorn. Oh, okay. I'm saying. <laughs> wait, right. I'm wait, saying. James, y'all just be leaving your popcorn. James, I, mean, I think this isn't the this isn't right, the venue. Yeah, this has nothing. <laughs> this has to nothing to do. With no, that. I'm saying like just you know everybody be leaving. You yeah. know, like yeah, James. You know, you know, like the Sour Patch Kids. No, it's because a lot of kids going to see the movie, you know. Yeah. So I'm saying it's like okay. yeah. a lot of children. Yeah, we get yeah, we get it totally. Leaving your pop and your sodas like full sodas. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, you know, that's cool. So I'm just saying, just you know, like hey, if John. we can just all as a hey. as as a unit, hey. if we can just as a unit hey, James. just come together and Hey James, and, do you want to talk about this later? You know, we can talk about huh? this. We can talk about this. Is now not the time? Is no, now not the time to be t- No, this really? is not right. Moment. No, really, isn't John. Do you oh, want to okay, all right. Talking about the yeah, story. Yeah, I was just gonna say it, it broke box office records in Mexico. Uh, it made forty-eight million dollars. Whoa! Wow. In Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, man. Um, so it hasn't. Even, I don't think it has even been released uh, everywhere yet. Like, so that eighty-two million uh, foreign is like, it's it's just beginning. 
And I know a lot of people don't even know about it because I've I was talking to a lot of people and they were just like, "Wait, Pixar's a new movie?" Yeah, yeah. it's not a lot of posters or yeah. um, trailers right? for it. No, and I feel like I didn't I, see a single trailer beforehand. No, and I I feel like I know a lot of people who kept confusing it with that other movie that came out a few years ago about the Day of the Dead, which I it might just be called Day of the Dead. Right. Oh, what's uh, that? There was just there's another animated movie that was also about this, which I will admit I did not see. I didn't um, see that either. Oh, really? I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because um, excuse me. Like I had like growing up such a weird fascination with the Day of the Dead, and it's solely because of um the artwork from and the movie had nothing to do with it. the artwork from uh the Nightmare Before Christmas and how they modeled um Jack um what's his name Jack Skellington or Jack Pumpkin yeah I forgot what his name is but yeah. how they model him is after like Mexican artwork for like skeletons for Day of the Dead and I was like oh no one even knows where you got this from Tim Burton. But I did. So, you know, mm-hmm. The like sugar skulls. Yeah, yeah, the sugar skulls. Mm-hmm. That's what they're called. I was like, this is so cool. Uh, the movie you're talking about is The Book of Life. Oh. 2014. Yeah, I'm looking that the up Book now. Book of Life. Yeah, it had Diego Luna in it. <laughs> Which is funny because he works with like Giles Garcia Bernal all the time. Yeah. Uh, people would know him from the Rogue One movie. Uh, Zoe Saldana, everybody knows. I've seen this in Channing Tatum's The Lead. I've seen this. Is Channing Tatum the lead of that movie? No, he's he's one of the he's one, he's of, the, one of the. I three. mean, he's on the poster. Yeah, he's one of the three. So it's three leads and then Ice Cube's in it. Wow. See, this is it. okay. What's should we talk about this now or later? I do this anyway. <laughs> Channing Tatum is it doesn't have any Latino heritage in him, does he? Who does he? Who Channing, Channing Tatum? Tatum? I don't I know. He looked like a white dude. I just to thought me. he was just a white dude. Anyway, um, but <laughs> this movie is getting great reviews. It's got ninety six percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's making a lot of money. So that's just the that's the setup. So why don't we go to initial thoughts? You know, uh, who wants to start? Would you who like to go wants first? Wants to start? Do you want to oh. go first as our guest? Sure. Just like initial thoughts of the film. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like my initial thoughts were just I was like I really liked it. Made me cry. Uh, I think I I was like. Surprise! It did, didn't make me cry much at the beginning. I cry a lot in movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this one, it was like I was like, "Oh man, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay." And yeah. then uh, the end. Oh. Even though I knew what would, I was like, "Of course, this is what's going to happen." Mm-hmm. Uh, my, I like just sobbed. <laughs> um, but so that obviously very pretty movie, very like oh, yeah. striking. Um, I I loved I, I loved seeing or hearing I guess like all of this music that I feel like. I don't know. I feel like in the U.S., uh, people will one lump all Mexican music as mariachi, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and two will be like, "Ugh, it's so annoying to hear." Uh, and it was cool to see a movie where like this music is played and it's not like a joke. Right. Uh, it's just yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, this is music." Yes, uh, that was like huge, and yeah, I loved the, the just like the way that the characters were rendered. Yeah, that's a great point. There's like. Uh, yeah, mariachi music, especially in Hollywood, is like used as the punchline of a joke. And Ooh. like it's literally used as like, you know, somebody says something and then it's like and they're like, ha, it's funny. The mariachi band is playing you off. Yeah. What's the movie with like it was all the white comedians? It was three of them. The three <laughs> Which three, one? Amigos? The three amigos. Oh yeah. Three amigos. Mm-hmm. Weren't they like a mariachi band or they wanted to be or something like that? I think so. Yeah, something like that. It's a lot of movies that make me question things nowadays. <laughs> Listen, All these classics, listen. I'm like, these are just yeah. white dudes. I'm doing... sure if we looked back at the three amigos, we'd be like, what was, what is this? What is oh, this? Oh boy. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm even thinking about the poster right now, and I'm like, 
Wait, how did this work exactly? Like, <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, okay. Uh, uh, I'll go next. Yeah. Uh, I saw it. I saw it, and it was. Uh, I saw it in a sold out theater here in Williamsburg, and it was like all Mexican kids, and it was crazy. I mean, it was. I, I like it was insane because legit behind me was a row. It was literally like a family, and I heard probably, and I think I told some people this off the podcast, but it was the first time I've heard when Miguel shows up, the lead boy. I heard, I'm assuming the sister go, hey, that looks like you. I don't remember the kid's name. And I'm like, man, how often has this girl been able to say that to that? You know what I'm saying? Like, How often has this kid been able to say, hey, that looks like you? That's crazy. And also, again, I cried at the end of this movie. I was like, (laughs) I was was done. And the little girl, I'm going to keep referencing this family the whole time. Because at one point, I guess the boy that she said looks like the character, she goes, are you crying? (laughs) Like, you hear that. And then the boy like says something, and she's like, "It's okay, I'm crying too." And I was like, "Oh, this is crazy!" <laughs> like it was, it was like, and then on my road was like clearly like a four year old kid, and he was just up and bouncing the whole time. And you know, I'm not gonna spoil it, but once like the twist comes at the end, I knew he could tell he didn't know what was happening, but he just like, <laughs> so he was bouncing when he liked things, but then. When he got mad, he would just start like walking back and forth. And I could tell in the twist, he's like, I don't like this. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Like, these kids are having a moment. But it also made me mad because Disney fucked up Princess and the Frog so much. Like, mm-hmm. I, could, I could not stop thinking about how, <laughs> I could not stop thinking about how, like, yo, y'all don't fuck with black people. Like, for real, something in my head, I was like, Moana, I was like, Moana did it right. Moana, like, you, you, you really took on a culture and you tried to educate people without, like, being heavy handed. Like with Coco, I was like, you took on a culture that you normally don't do. And like, you know, if you don't know anything about the day of the dead or why it's important to people, you really showed that it wasn't about honoring ghosts and demons. It was really about family. Like the whole thing was about family, which I loved. But it made me think, like, yo, y'all really, y'all really screwed us over. Like for real. Like, who was the dude? Huey, was it was it was it the white dude who did all the music? Like You're the, the, talking the, about legend Randy Newman. Yeah, I, <laughs> like he can be a legend, but why is he doing but what yo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why? Why sway? Why? And it just felt like, again, it felt yeah. like disrespectful. So you know what? Different times. <sighs> it was like four years ago. <laughs> 2009. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, I thought this movie was really dope. And I thought that like, I thought the visuals were good. I also thought like the most important thing about the movie was the rendering of the characters, how they looked. Because sometimes you will see these movies and like, for instance, a movie I love, Aladdin. Aladdin is, you know, about a place in the Middle East, but Aladdin is rendered after two famous white actors like um, Michael J. Fox and Tom Cruise. So that's why he looks the way he does. Whereas this looks very authentic to how I thought they should look. So yeah, I'm down. Uh, do you want to go, James? No, after you, sir. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, so when this movie when this movie ended, uh, I, kept, I kept looking at Tessa to, <laughs> to see if she was crying. Oh, for real? <laughs> and then she was. And I was like, you know, I had that that soreness in my throat because I was like choking back the tears, like, no, nah, I ain't gonna cry. And uh, and then uh, so I was like really holding on. And then I was like, man, that was really beautiful. And then Tessa was like, why? Why? Like, talk about why you liked it. And I was like, well, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you funny. You funny. Literally, I couldn't. I couldn't explain to her why I liked it. I love that. Because every time I started to talk, tears just streamed down my face. That's beautiful, John. But it's so, man, this movie was so beautiful. Um, I actually kind of wish I saw it in 3D because there were some parts where I was looking at it and I was like, I bet this would be really amazing mm-hmm. in 3D. When they first get to the 
to the uh, land of the dead and you see all oh, like the bright lights and yeah. everything. That shot looks so cool. And I was like, that's this shot was probably look really cool in 3D. Um, yeah, it was the story was so incredible. I think that's what struck me the most was mm-hmm. like how even even if I like figured out what was going to happen before it happened, I still was like, what beautiful storytelling where, you know, the themes are so strong, you know, it's so relatable, it's so human. The the um the ideas of not just family but like pursuing your dreams and then like, you know, what it you should sacrifice, what you shouldn't sacrifice, what you should push for, what you should probably be like, you know, no, I I need to respect the wishes of the people around me and like all that stuff. Um and yeah, and just the care in which they uh, like took to show this culture, but not like stereotype it or make it digestible, you know, for a white audience. Like it, a lot of times we talk about uh, um, certain movies, it's, it feels like, oh, they're just making it digestible for a white audience. So like, you know, like we like the hidden figures effect, which we'll talk about, which yeah. is like, it'll like glisten and gleam and like make sure you have some white characters so that people can relate to them. And, uh, and like, you like, you could talk about race, but like, don't talk about it too much because then it's like a little awkward and, you know, you don't want to alienate people who don't. And it's like, wh- what are you talking about? Every, all minorities have been, you don't, you don't care about them being alienated from the, your all white films. So like, why, you know, just have a, have a movie that's immersed in this culture and don't apologize for it. And the thing that I loved about it is like, I was like, oh, there's so many little kids in here. And it was definitely a, a bunch of like mixed race, like all these different races uh, in my theater, all these little kids. And they were like watching a movie that had both English and Spanish. And like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it was obviously predominantly English, but like they, they had like some Spanish in there that they would throw in every now and then that I just thought was really cool. Like these kids could like just start learning like, oh, that's cool. You know? Um, yeah, it was, it was really, really good. And I, and I also, I didn't know, I didn't really know anything about, the Day of the Dead, to be honest, and like the only thing I I've seen like imagery is like that that paint, like the white paint and mm-hmm. the black. But usually when you see that, it's like on the faces of like gang members who are like with machine guns, oh. <laughs> who are like robbing people. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like it's used as like oh the scary thing is happening. Like like even in like even very recently, uh, the last like, James Bond movie, Spectre, like he's like there oh, yeah. and like the Day of the Dead is happening, oh. but it's like. It's like it's supposed to be like oh it's like happy whatever but like this huge fight and chasing happens oh, and like yeah. and you're like and there's there's an element of it that's supposed to be like this is scary you know what I mean like uh, when it's like not a scary holiday at yeah, all yeah yeah, yeah not even uh, and you you would never know from that movie which like has this huge celebration like what this celebration is actually about um, and because it's set because it's just a backdrop for like a white guy like chasing down some terrorist a person of color you know some <laughs> terrorist person of color in mexico like and like not caring about the people that he might hurt uh you know what i mean it's it's just so so i really liked it this movie is yeah. really great and honestly i think i like immediately was like this is definitely in the top five pixar films and like i'm still trying to figure out my placement but it's it's up there the storytelling yeah, sure. was so so strong yeah all right james 
I thought this movie was really, really great. Um, like I said before, I work at a movie theater, and it's been selling out every single show. We've had a showing on the hour every hour, and and it's all of them have been selling out. So it's really amazing to see um, so many people coming out to watch the movie. And then, like, when I saw it, I saw it late last night. So it was not a crowded theater, and that's, like, my deepest regret that I couldn't experience it with a... Mm. And, and also, I went by myself, so... I was very alone in it watching, <laughs> watching the movie. Um, uh, I thought it was amazing. I, I mean, like, I thought the animation was fantastic and the story was so compelling and so interesting. Lots of fun um, twists and turns in it. Um, I, uh, not knowing a lot about Dia de Muertos, I, like, watching this and learning about it was, was an amazing experience. There was also people... Um, behind me who are, you know, whispering and, you know, trying to trying to uh, uh, keep up with what was happening and, and sharing their ex excitement. And that was fun to to listen to and be a part of. Um, uh, and and just by the end of it, like by the end of it, it was just like I, I was I could not stop thinking about my family and like and like having I had an overwhelming sense of like i mi i miss everybody <laughs> i miss everybody and i love everybody um and it was like and and every everyone leaving the theaters for the past few showings would always say like oh bring tissues or blah 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 or there you know they should be a warning about the tissues <laughs> um and that it was like a very real thing like like it's you know even if you don't want even if you want to keep it inside by the end of the movie like you will just explode in 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 an overwhelming amount of emotion um uh, I, and it was like so funny there was so much about it that was like the the humor was was very rich and for all kinds of different reasons like uh uh you know you're you're laughing because uh, you're you're laughing because you know you're, it's funny. You're laughing because of an exaggeration. You're laughing because you're relieved that something happened. Like just, it's such a wonderful, great journey, and I had a really great time watching it. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earning. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eat something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin' Today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, -N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin' app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See Earnin.com slash T-O-S for details. Earnin' is a financial technology company, not a bank. 
Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we, are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast, Smartless, on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartless! Don't miss our new series, Smartless, on the road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. So you open Google Chrome on your phone. You're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with when you're supposed to be working. But this site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl though, sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. Oh, hey, you guys. Can I talk to you guys about our, our sponsor? Yeah, sure. Oh, What's yeah, up? We got another sponsor. Yeah, we do. We have another one. It's Simple Contacts. Oh. So, so Simple Contacts, because you guys know, because I wear glasses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's a convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription and reorder your brand of contacts from anywhere in minutes. Oh, so, wow. Like, that this is nice. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be nice from to anywhere. see face, James, and not to have weird glasses covering them. And sometimes his glasses wow. are like tilted on the side, and I'm like, James, fix your glasses. Yeah, because they're old. They're old glasses. These glasses are old. I've had them for several years. I should probably get new ones. But <laughs> I'm, as you guys know, I'm in LA. I'm all the way in LA, and you can order them from anywhere. It's convenient. You never have to leave your home. I was in rehearsal at the time, so I ordered oh. it from rehearsal. Yeah, and it's speed. The vision test is super quick. So I haven't gone to the optometrist in a while, and so I got my prescription updated through the Simple Contacts app. Oh, damn. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And it's super quick. You just download the app. It didn't take too long at all. It didn't take up too much space. You know, sometimes you got to be like deleting stuff on your mm-hmm. phone. Mm-hmm. To, to at, nope, it just it, it, right there, you know? How much, choice, then, how much uh, choice do you have? You know what I mean, though? Because like, that's important. There's a lot of choices. So like so like once I went through the, once I went through the thing, uh, uh, I went, there was a drop-down menu and there was like all kinds of different contacts for me to choose from. I scrolled down. I found exactly the brand that I like and I use. Um, and so it was like, it was like, you know, it, it wasn't too much change. Nothing too crazy about that at all. Um, uh, and once you do the vision test and send it in, a, a doctor looks at it and they tell you like, hey, you're good to go. And Wait, a real doctor? Oh, wow. A real doctor though? A real doctor. I mean, that's not a, a computer doctor. I like a that. A real 
doctor. Okay. okay. Yeah, Some man. people be tricking me out on these streets. Yeah, man. I feel yeah. like. And you know what? Uh-huh. We have a promo code for you guys to try it yourself. Oh, that's Those of you out cool. there who wear glasses like me and need some new contacts, you can get $30 off your contact lenses. You can go to simplecontacts.com slash jump. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. And I also also see that, like, you know, if you get this before the end of December, you know, people who have HSA insurance can, you know, use some money towards it by the end of the year. So that's pretty cool, too. Yes, oh, yes. Nice. If you got that HSA, if you mm-hmm. got the, and, and I do, so, you know, it helped me out. I respect that. Yeah. Okay. And now you can see, huh? You go into auditions, people looking at your eyes, huh? Yeah, people looking at my this eyes. This is great. This is great because I, I know this isn't a replacement for your periodic fault. Eye health exam, which I have gotten this year, by the way. And if you haven't done it, you gotta go, you gotta go to that ophthalmologist, because I don't even know what that word was. And then my doctor was like, Well, first of all, here's a book, read. And then I was like, that was a little racist. And he was like, <laughs> oh, my bad. And then, but you know, but that being said, I think I need some context too. Yeah. Oh so yeah. John can't see. No, I can see. John can't see. James, I can see. Oh, wait. See? Oh, oh that's Gerard. Wow. Okay. Wow. I, I'm not there. I'm wow. in another city. All right. Well, I can see, though. You can. Wow. I've been in meetings with John, well, and he will look at Please. The, y'all got to go to simplecontacts.com, yeah, try and y'all got to enter that code JUMP. You can save $30. That's that's Simplecontacts.com slash JUMP. Enter the code JUMP at checkout. Yeah, man. It's, it's interesting, because I'm thinking... Um, it's just interesting, because... Uh, <laughs> Mozart, like his, you know, his character Mozart. Like I, I won't call him by his real name because he also be Mozart in the Jungle to me. Um, oh my god! Uh, he was funny. Is his name Mozart? Is he in Mo- that show? Is he I, not Mozart second, in the show? Like, who's Mozart? He's Mozart. Like he, he's Mozart in the jungle. <laughs> is he? Is he not Mozart? He's he a, is. He's Mozart in the jungle. His name is, is not not Oh wait, no, he's not. I, his character's I name. Do there's not know no who you're talking about. way that his character's Yo, name well, you is know what? Mozart. But I said when I said Mozart in the jungle, everybody right. knew Mozart anyway. Yeah, but you're talking about. Uh, I'm talking about Mozart. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm talking Garcia, about Mozart in the jungle. All right, Mozart. Right. I don't know who you're talking about. Mozart in the jungle, right? He was Rodrigo so is his character. His name thing. is Mozart in the jungle, okay. John. <laughs> Let's Show. can we just can we also just call out that Gerard called. Right. Called uh, Olaf Josh. <laughs> <laughs> let's just—I mean, just let's just be clear. Gerard called Olaf okay. Josh. Anyway, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is, is that Mozart in the Jungle was so funny in this movie. He played Hector, and I was like, "This is—I've seen him in a bunch of movies where he's done like I've seen his his English speaking movies, and he's usually very serious." And I'm like, "My man was so funny as this voice." I was like, "My man should do a comedy somewhere." Like Mozart was so good, and of course you have Benjamin Bratt. You know, he has so many movies. I can't even think about what to call Benjamin Bratt right now. I always mm. think of him as like action. Oh, action Benjamin Bratt. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I always just think works. of him about in like Law and Order. Oh, oh that's what. That's true. That's true. That's true. His character's name in Law and Order was Ray Curtis. And so, can I say something? That's so he was fun. in ninety-five episodes. Of that wow. Show. Can I tell y'all the shadiest thing that's ever happened to Benjamin Bratt? What's up? So DC DC Comics always makes these animated movies, right? So the animated movies are really good normally. So they did this Justice League movie, which is like gods and monsters, where like everything about the Justice League is a little warped. Mm-hmm. So basically, in order to have a Superman who was like not super patriotic, it has Superman's ship crash in Mexico. So so instead of it being like Clark Clint, his name is like Hernan like Garcia, something like that. 
And he's like, like he doesn't wear a Superman costume. He has a goatee. He literally just like beats people up. Like he redeems himself in the end, but he's like not a good person. Wow. And the only thing that's different that happens is that instead of going to like Kansas, he goes to Mexico and Benjamin Bratt is like the wow. really aggressive uh, Superman. That's oh it. Gosh, that's he enough won- to make you a bad person. Yeah, like legit. <laughs> like he just go. He just lands in Mexico. That's it. And he just like it's it's fascinating. Anyway, wow. he's not even buff anymore. That is, he's just a skinny Mexican guy with a goatee who like wears a trench coat and beats people up. Like that's legit. His okay. Um, another point. Oh As we were. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love again that this movie. I think the one thing I think John hit this more than anything. I think the one thing I really like about this movie is that the whole thing is just about family, and. And again, I think it was such a, it would have been so easy for them to make this really about the misconceptions of the day of the dead. And, you know, and again, some people believe it like honors demons and ghosts and stuff like that, which it's not really what it's about. And I thought this movie really went through and like educated people without it being like very forced and heavy handed. And the mere fact that they showed how important like to me, it was like how important honoring your family was, making sure you remembered who they were. I mean, that's the whole gist of the story, remembering who came before you, you know, and yeah. honoring their legacy. Like we, I don't know. I feel like that's a tough thing, especially as Americans that I don't know if we do all the time. I feel like sometimes we we know, but to honor and then learn from the mistakes of the past yeah. is just a thing that we... That's true. We got to put up more Confederate flags, y'all. <laughs> Shut up, We got to honor our heritage. You want to honor the rebels who technically are... All right, whatever. <laughs> But they do even they even have like a line eh, uh, in the movie. There's that line that uh, one of the characters says, which is like, uh, "Like you can forgive, or you don't have to forgive, but you have to. You can't forget." Or right? Something, I think yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, which I was like, "Dang!" That's what the grandma. That says. was deep. That was a deep yeah. line. You don't have. Uh, I don't. Yeah, you don't have to forgive. Or I don't know if she was talking about herself, but it she was, was like it was it was the yeah. grandma when when Hector finally like when they finally meet at the end. <laughs> and he tries to tell his story. Yeah, you and she's straight to, up about it. You don't mm-hmm. have to forgive, but you can't forget. Yeah, woo! I love yeah. it. But I just want to show you yeah. guys what Superman looks like when he's from Mexico. He's that guy. Wow. Damn. Mind you, the rest of them are vampires and stuff, so they have a fucked up life. He just went to Mexico. I'm just. That's it. <laughs> I'm so mad. That's that's all that happened to him. <laughs> that's it. Sorry. Oh sorry. wow. Um. Yeah. All right. Why don't we? Why don't we get started? Spoilers are coming. Spoilers, Spoilers are, are coming. Yeah. So if you haven't seen this movie, you you haven't seen this movie, just freaking go see it. Yeah. What's going on? What are you doing? Listen to this podcast and then still go. <laughs> you gotta show up thirty minutes late. Yeah. After that frozen. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> legit frozen. Legit. You do not need to see that. We've seen enough of Josh Gad. All right. He's vicious. everywhere. Josh Gad was the star of Marshall. Josh Gat was the star marshal. Uh, yeah, that's what we heard. We haven't seen it, but yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to see Josh Gat star in another movie where the person of color or woman should be the don't. lead. I definitely don't. I ain't get the Frozen Sisters but for two minutes at the beginning and end. Got him and that damn reindeer. It wasn't even two reindeer. Just one. Santa Claus don't like one reindeer, bro. Anywho. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> this movie starts... Oh, it was. A, I thought it was a very bold start. To an animated, like chi- like children movie, to have this whole storytelling be told through the um, I don't know what uh, you call it, like I, those I cutouts. Know in Spanish, those... they call it like papel cortado. There you go, uh, cut up paper. Cut out oh, paper. is it? It had a very um, <laughs> but it, that is what it is. <laughs> I'm like, that's what it's. Uh, but it sounds a lot yeah, cooler when you say it. It sounds. It had a very up, up type opening. It sounds really cool, though. It's a, yeah, just keep it suspended. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? 
No, I was saying it had an uptight feeling. I was like, it told you this whole story, but if you think about it, the story wasn't happy in any way, shape, and form. Like, the more yeah. it went on, it was like, oh, th- oh. Yeah. yeah. It, it reminded me of the beginning of Moana where they have like the tapestries. Oh, yes. They like to do that. They like yeah. to do it. I think it's an interesting way to tell a story very quickly. Yeah, it was like, it's like telling a story. It's like using a piece of uh, the culture that you're, you know, about to explore. And then, but also, I think for me, the reason that I felt like it was bold, it was telling the audience, hey, sit down, pay attention. We are not going to spoon feed you. Like, this is going to be a great story. Uh, and you're go- and this is going to be done with, like, extreme, amazing artistry and all this, and great voice acting and all this stuff. But, like, we're, <laughs> you need to, like, pay attention. This isn't going to be a movie about, you know, uh, you know John Cena playing a bull. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, I thought it was great. Like, yeah, and essentially the story is just that uh, you had a, a man who was super into music, loved music so much that he left his wife. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> the and never wife came back and never came back. And the wife was like, you know what? That's OK. I don't need him. I don't need a man in my life. I'm going to start my own shoe business. And then I, I'm going to tell my daughter, you know, this is what we do now. We, we do shoes. We don't do music. And she becomes the matriarch of this family that is all about making shoes. And she starts doing out of her house and ends up with four stores, house. like mm-hmm. four, yeah. four locations. She ropes in her whole family. Yeah. Ropes in her whole family. They all yeah. start doing it. They, they, there's a booming, profiting uh, business, small business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Small business that has a chance to grow, <laughs> grows, and uh, but the and the only and they're all about family, and the only rule is no music. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and this kind of goes into the grandma. So oh, so then they were like, so like anyway, blah blah, blah. and then she's like, that was my great great grandma, Mama Emilda. I think so. Emilda. Mama Emilda was the the mm-hmm. the first. Yeah, and so his great grandma. The child is Coco. Yep, Coco. And then you have Grandma and what's Ab- Abuelita? Uh-oh. Yeah, they just call her Abuelita because yeah, I looked online. They did not give her a name. They didn't yeah. give her a name. <laughs> no. Which I was like, okay, That's I guess, but, but I'm like, I I know my grandparents. Yeah, wait, yeah. why? <laughs> yeah, like, wait, why, why don't you wait? What's the deal with this? <laughs> That's they didn't so give her a first name. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I will Dude. say the one thing I did like though is that when Miguel starts telling his story and then he's kind of taking us through the family. And he brings up Grandma Coco. And he's like, basically that's the person he talks to the most, only because right. she doesn't talk back. And yeah. he's yes. like <laughs> Dimple, no dimple. Yeah. Dimple, no dimple. Then he puts her like he puts her in like a, a Mexican wrestler mask. And like, I just love that she's always just there and she just never says anything back to him. Like, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there's no other. You know, I was like, "What other little kids? You don't play with other little kids?" In that, the yeah. The one thing I will say is, like, I wish there were some more kids. Like, we see his sister for a literal hot second, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she like peeks out of the corner once and like gives him like a like a like a little mischievous look. But then we never see her again. I don't know what her name is. We don't know anything about her. <laughs> well, I think one of the most interesting things about this movie, because it is still a Disney movie, is that all the women are still alive. Like if you most of the time when you see a Disney movie, oh right, the moms are dead. Even it, even Moana, Moana had a mom, but the mom never really spoke. It was really the dad who was the most of the talking. Where this movie really relies on, I mean, the lineage of the women. If you mm-hmm. think about it, it's like, like uh, Coco was still important. Like his mom, not like Miguel's mom, not so much. 
but at least the grandma and then the great grandma. So like, I was like, oh, they actually are alive in a part of the story, which is crazy. But I mean, I can't think of like uh, Frozen. Those parents are dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and think so when um. What is it? The one with the orange hair and the bow and arrow. I forgot what that was called. Oh, uh, Brave. Brave. Yeah, her mom mm-hmm. is there too, I think. I think so. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, this is fascinating. Um, but I love I love that montage of him and the grandma. The only thing... The, okay, this is my only thing. Apparently, the grandma's name was Elena. Oh. Elena. I'm on IMDb. It's a Abuelita. Yeah. Ab- yeah, Abuelita. Abuelita Elena. Oh. Oh, there you go. Abuelita means grandmother? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I figured. Technically, it's little grandma. Little grandma. (laughs) Oh, that makes sense, But you just say it. I think we just add that. We add that, like, Ita and Ito to everything. Yeah. Because other Latinos have told me. They've, like, called me out. Oh, (laughs) they're like, Yeah, because we, for some reason, add that diminutive to everything. Uh, I, I, like, I only know a little bit about that when I was, like, working at restaurants and, like, people would have these, like, fights about, like, Spanish, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like who you should learn Spanish from and who you shouldn't learn Spanish from. Yeah. Oh. Uh, like, yo, everyone in this legit, this entire cast, voice cast list. It's wild. Like, I, yeah, it's not the norm. This uh, is not, dude. No. I, I, I should be a lot to um, Adrian. And I want to get, I want to make sure he gets the proper, like, shout out that he deserves. Adrian Molina is the co-director, co-writer. He's done... He's been around for so long, and he's been like a bit player in a lot of movies, like a lot of Pixar movies. And he is of a Mexican descent, and it was like him who kind of helped spearhead this and kind of like, it, it's basically every time we talk about, oh man, I wonder what would happen if they just spoke to a person of color when making this movie. And again, he knows he couldn't have did this movie. He needed Lee because Lee did Toy Story 2, and like, honestly, he's a white dude who like everyone trusts. Yeah. But from what I read, is that Lee, like, trusted Adrian to do a lot of like the fact checking, a lot of like to, to, to help define the animations and stuff, which I think like, yo, this shows that, hey, we get it. You, we, need, <laughs> we need assistance sometimes because we're not allowed in the door. But if you just give us a shot and you have that type of like help, you can get a movie that feels very authentic and very worthwhile. And Adrian did a lot of it. I mean, he co-wrote it. He helped punch up the script. He helped co-direct the script. He helped edit it. Right. Like my man did so much. I feel like he needs that shout out. Oh, he's so good. The movie looks beautiful, yo. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, that, that's kind of like the setup of the story. And then we see um, uh, Miguel, and he loves music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he loves music, and even though he's not supposed to. Uh, and he, like, has this little, like, sanctuary yeah. uh, uh, to uh, oh wait, what's the guy's name? Ernesto. Ernesto. Mm-hmm. Ernesto de, de, la Cruz. de la Cruz. De la Cruz. Ernesto de la Cruz, the greatest <laughs> musician of all time. And yeah. And like, it's a full-on altar. It like it's oh, it is. compares <laughs> to his family's ofrenda. Yeah. It's like did it have candles too? It, it did. Like, he did have did. candles. So candles. intense. He did have candles, and he had like so an intense. old TV in there too. He could just rewatch old movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had an old. Yeah, and he like had a like handmade old, guitar. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Like that he was just tweaking on his own. I, I remember even before we actually see the sanctuary, like there's a part where uh, Miguel goes to the town and to help, like, I guess save money t- to maybe fix his guitar. He was shoe shining. Yeah. Uh, and he was talking to a mariachi and. They called it Mariachi Plaza. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah, because that's what oh, all the mariachis yeah. play. Uh, <laughs> and it's so funny, as he's like, as he's talking to this mariachi guy, and I thought, and 
This again, this is this is a little thing that I thought was done so perfectly. Because normally in a movie, this mariachi would have been such a dick to this kid. And I thought that's where it was going because he wasn't nice to him at first. Right. I was like, like, oh man, oh, he's about please, to be, you can't play music. Yeah, I thought he was gonna be a dick to him. Yeah. But at the end, he was like, here, take the guitar, play. And I was like, yo. In my mind, I thought he was. I kept thinking of like Aladdin, where like he sees a prince and the prince kicks him in the mud and calls him a street rat. It's like, oh man, we about to, he's about to be mean to this kid. But no, he encouraged him. And I was like, ah, I love that. It was yeah. so good just to see like people encourage art at a young age and not try to like condemn it and butcher it, even though his grandma came in. did chased him but. with a slipper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that gra- that grandma was so intense. <laughs> grandma with the slipper. Would she, would she like spun it like a gun and like put it back on her shoe like it was like a holster? I thought that was so funny. She did something my grandma would do like later on as they're walking back. They see the dog and the grandma takes off her shoe and throws it at the dog. Takes two steps. Go get my shoe. Like my theater erupted and I thought in my head, yep, that's that's an authentic grandma move. Yeah, <laughs> my sister turned to me when that happened. When, she, when the grandma threw the shoe, my sister was like... She wouldn't do that. She's not going to have her shoe back. And then, like, beat later. She's like, go get it. Yo, yeah. that is, again, man, attention to detail, yo. Like, yo, someone, if your mom or someone throws something at you, you better be damn sure. They're going to ask you to pick it up. Like, don't get it twisted. They're going to say, hey, hey, bring that back here. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, man. The shoe. I remember, because I remember, <laughs> I remember Will Martinez did a whole, oh, did he? He did, like, a whole song about it. His grandma. Probably. Shoe. Yeah. It's, it's like such a trope of like the grandma or the mom like yeah. with the slipper. Oh, really? Oh Man, that's so fun to me. I just love that she was like, go get that shoe. It just <laughs> felt so real to me. Uh, I also love that he was like, we have to be the only Mexican family who's like doesn't like music. Yes. <laughs> yes, he did say that. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know what? That's great. And then she kept trying to, they had a montage of her just. The grandma just stopping people from playing music. Yeah, he's just like blowing out a bottle. <laughs> just smacks it out of <laughs> his head. I was like, this is great. The movie was so funny, but also like so heartwarming. And I was like, I, I respect you guys for actually taking the time to do this. Yeah. And uh, and so the, the Day of the Dead is approaching and he... Uh, um, well, wait, what's this? What, I'm trying the to... Alter, what is the altar called? Ofrenda. 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 Mm-hmm. The ofrenda. Did I say it right? No. I'm just like just trying to be real <laughs> bold with it. Listen, you gotta try that. You gotta put up effort. It wasn't won't even matter. He's there and he's like, uh he's like, Oh, like you have to like basically like talking to his ancestors and you know, t- t- describing how much he loves music and how much he wants it, and then the dog kind of like, Oh, there's this dog that it is the most Oh cool. my god. Why is the dog so dumb? Like oh, it's just I love like it. why <laughs> I, the second the dog showed up, I was just like, and I, it probably because I think we talked about this with Moana, but like, it was just like, why does he have to be so dumb? Like, why? Well, this is a trope with those movies. You see, normally it's how these movies go. It's always the dumb animal companion and then the older guide. And like, right. this, is, this, yeah. just, this just falls into, I mean, this dog was so dumb. I was like. And also, it was also one low of the key, ugliest dog. Low key, and this isn't a spoiler. <laughs> that dog was so ugly. It has like, like a slimy chew- yeah. looking. Yeah, like a chewed up yeah. ear. Dante, like. Dante. Also, create like a lopsided eye. Did like. Dante die? And we just like kind of breezed over. I it? think. I, like, is he dead? I think the idea was that he was a spirit guide the, the whole time. time. Yeah. So oh. this is a so so low key. This is a dead dog that he's playing with <laughs> the whole movie. 
Or yeah. What, yeah. I took it as like maybe he like his mortality was maybe tied to Miguel's because he like still looked like a dog. Right. And then toward the end, he's got that like the same color as the other Albe Albe I forget how they said it. <laughs> Alberijes, yeah. uh, the other like spirit guide animals. Uh, but it was like, oh, you were gray the whole time right. until then. And right. then I think he went back to normal afterwards. Well, they, they, on, on the he day, did they when they come him, back. Yeah, they come back yeah. so he got the chance to like see everybody. Yo, that dog like, was yeah. a hot mess. So, like legit. So stupid. Such a dumb <laughs> and such a dirty looking dog. Like my man, <laughs> my man had no physical quality as you were like, no kids should play with this dog. <laughs> he no. falls out of a garbage bin at some point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely is a pit, like, you know, uh, that even the movie Up had that dog that was so dumb. And didn't Up have like, oh, a no, bird, but the too? Up dog, yeah, so the Up dog was, is, was kind, could talk and was like, had some stuff about the, him that like made him, the made him redeemable. The bird was really dumb. The bird was like, oh, yeah. Ah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, the bird was a dummy. It was a dodo bird, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I think it was. But also, no, it was like a giant. Ostrich-like bird. It wasn't yeah. a dodo, but it was like that. Moana had the dodo. Like, Moana had a dumb Moana bird. Had Moana a had a dumb, dumb chicken. chicken. Chum dumb chicken. Oh, hey, real hey. dumb chicken. A yeah. chicken that was trying to eat a stone. Yeah. Uh, and that's dumb. how he saved I the mean, day. It, yeah. <laughs> They're so dumb. It's like, why? But I, but I will say, I love that this movie kind of... It, it did something I thought was really hard. Like, it, it set up the family, set up Miguel, but then also got to the... To the, the A story, if you will, very quickly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, and the thing is, and nothing felt rushed. Like him, from the time uh, Miguel goes from, you know, running away from his grandma, which honestly, when he had that guitar and, you know, was it the whole thing was like seizure moment. Mm-hmm. It was like, I was like, okay, he's doing it. And his grandma like breaks that guitar in front of him. That I was, was like, mean. So mean. Like, oh my goodness. And, and especially because she like yeah. breaks it and turns around and is like, oh, like so uh, sweet. And Absolutely. then come here. I was like, oh, you. Oh, that's me. But then also I love the fact that again, the, the subtlety was like with the parents. The parents at this point are on Miguel's side. Like you see it. At first they're like, hey, we gotta do this. But the dad goes, hey, don't do that. And she just breaks yeah. the guitar anyway. And I was like, and the dad instantly starts running after him. I was like, I'm happy that the whole family. <laughs> Wasn't villains, and even the grandma had, you know. Yeah, I thought that was such an interesting part of the movie because we had we had a complete understanding that the entire family was against music, and that they were all fine with being against music, like that. And so, like, even though Abuelita was like sort of ruling with an iron fist as far as the music was concerned, when she goes to destroy it, I'm expecting them to think that this is fine, but they're like, "Well, don't do that in front of the boy." Like the fact that they didn't want. Him to even see it being destroyed, like I thought that that was really precious. Yeah, because it showed it, it almost showed that, like, yeah, this is how this family lives, but the happiness of everyone in the family also mattered. Again, this the way this movie handled family to me is just really well done. Again, like the mom, even when he comes in like to the shop earlier on, uh, and the mom is just talking to him about why were you out there and like, uh, was it the 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 not the town, but like the center of um, mariachis or the whatever. Plaza. The plaza of mariachis. She's still, again, not shunning him. And I think it was, it's such an easy move in these movies to do that and have everyone point fingers at the kid, which is why the kid like can erupt and leave. But I don't know. I felt like it was such an easy and subtle thing to do so that this kid, we would understand why he wants to go back to that family. You know, because sometimes there's these movies and it's like, well, why do you want to go back? They were assholes to you. Right. You know, but they made sure that everyone showed love. Like even the sister who teased him a little bit, 
when he comes running away, again, very subtle, very subtle in the animation, the sister looks sad. <laughs> when they show the cut to the sister, she looks really sad that he's leaving. And I'm like, oh, man, this is great. Uh, yeah. And, uh, oh, we do get to see him sing mm-hmm. in that uh, little altar that he has set up. And play, and baby. It was great. Man, yeah. this kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I loved how good he was. I, I love that it, like... W- there was never a moment of like him not being good at mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. in the in the movie. Like we knew that he was he felt weird about performing in front of people, but the fact that like just as soon as he started playing the guitar, it was like, oh no, he's great. He's really good at it. Yeah, and like yeah. a confident performer. Yeah. 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 Uh Anth- Anthony Gonzalez, that's his name. This is his first thing, right? Uh I mean it's it's his first like huge movie, I think. It's, I have a, he was like in an episode of Criminal Minds. Okay. He's uh, um, in some short uh, called Icebox. Give my man more work. I should go yeah, see this movie again. a couple of short again. films. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Live. Um, yeah, and, and then he, so he runs to the graveyard. Oh, no, right, because the idea is that he wants to go he goes to the plaza to mm-hmm. compete in this competition, but he doesn't have a guitar because uh, Grammy Elena broke it, and he like keeps asking people to borrow their guitars, and they're like, "No, yeah, like well, get out of here, kid." <laughs> and and he goes to, and the woman's like, and he's like, "Can I have a guitar?" And she's like, "She's like, look, you, like we can't get you have to bring your own guitar, but if you have one, you can get in the competition." And he's like, "Okay." And so, I think at this point he did realize that uh that i think he he thought that what's his name was um de la cruz, de la cruz mm-hmm. was his uh was his great great grandfather because when the picture had fallen down from ifreda yeah yeah <laughs> no no is it wrong ofrenda ofrenda <laughs> first off thank you for trying i was on, i was on your side the whole time i was going to be like yeah you did it <laughs> I know. I was torn. I was like, should I? I was like, <laughs> and I saw your face. Like, do I tell him he's trying so yeah. hard? Yeah. <laughs> you were torn about whether or not to correct him. I was but just like, know, that was a I was smiling. Contract. But you know, it was very confident. You tried. You tried. Uh, the, the picture fell down and like he saw like it was like he undid it and he saw, I mean, the, the top of the head was ripped off, mm-hmm. but the guitar was there and it was very clearly De La Cruz's guitar. And he was like, oh. My father's De La Cruz, and um, uh, anyway, so he goes to his, you know, uh, graveyard gravesite, and you know, has one of those huge, uh, what do they call them? It's like a huge memorial thing, but it's like, what is it like? It's, he has his own. Um, wait, let me look it up. 
not obelisk. Mausoleum. Mausoleum. That's it. Yeah, there you go. And uh, and he has guitar. He has his guitar is there. And it's like white and yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. beautiful. <laughs> With the skull. Oh, also the history of De La Cruz is that he died because he's performing at this concert and he's singing so beautifully that the dude who works in the backstage like leans on a lever and a bell drops and falls on his head. Honestly, it's very funny. It's left so hard. But also, I was like, "Damn, was that like, was graphic." I know. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna. It's gonna be like one of those joke things, like the end of Mean Girls when they get hit by a yeah. bus or something." But and no. I was like, "Nope, that's how he died." That like legit is very graphic. That's how he died. <laughs> um, but I love that when he get when he sneaks in and grabs a guitar, like it's just that beautiful moment of when he again the colors in this movie are insane. Like, oh man, it's so beautiful when he just strums it and then the leaves. Like shine go and just move around them. Like, oh, this is such a beautiful note. Well, man. Yeah, because it's like nighttime. Yeah, so it's there's like all this blue and then those like marigolds. Mm. So good. And he realizes nobody who's alive can see him, and he can see all of the ghosts. Yeah, it's immediate. I thought this sequence was so cool. Yeah. Like immediately, they're like, "We gotta get him," and then someone walks through him. Now I didn't know anything about the movie. I didn't see a trailer or anything, so I had no idea what was about to happen. It was so exciting to see that, having no understanding that he was about to be sucked into the land of the dead. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you're like, whoa, wait, what is this? What is this supernatural thing that's happening? <laughs> yeah, it was it was so dope. I, I loved how all the people who were dead, when they, when they saw that he could see them, were like so scared. Yeah. It oh, like, that was so fun. Yeah, they're like, what? What? <laughs> like, ah! I, like they've seen a ghost. Yeah. yeah. It made, and I just think how brilliant that is for programming this for children because, like, you know, a bunch of talking skeletons can be like kind of a little bit scary. But if they're scared, then, you know, I feel like when you're a kid watching it, you're like, oh, like they're scared. Like, I don't have to be scared of them. You know what I mean? Because, like, he was the scary yeah. one to all of them. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then there's supremely beautiful shot of. Him going across this bridge that is with all these flower, the flower petals that I guess are a part of this, you know, you know, celebration uh, that you lay them out so that the dead know where to go. And there and it's just going (laughs) across to this incredibly beautiful land that's just shining. Oh, my God. The colors. And when you see like when you just. And I don't know if you guys had it before your movie, but before mine, they had that kind of like behind the scenes of the yeah. making of Coco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when they just yeah. talked about all the individual lights in the town they had to build, it was like 143 different like panels yeah. just to get the shot right. And I'm like, this is, yeah. first off, that is so detailed. But also, John, I'm with you. I wish I would have saw this in 3D. Could you imagine what that would have looked like yeah. in 3D? Yeah. That you bridge? could see like far away buildings yes. right. too. Like there were like these tiny murky ones. I was like, dang. Yeah, that's so... And then also I thought was really cool is that uh, this, I think as he's getting to this point, because he sees his family in the uh, world of living, they're like, come on, come with us. But we, we see Hector for the first time and Hector is trying to cross over so he can get to the land of the living. Yeah. And the one thing I liked a lot is that uh, he doesn't get in because no one puts up his photo. And now we realize, at least for me, oh, that's what putting the paintings, that's what the grandma kept saying. Like, oh, the paintings mean people remember you, you can come over. No one put up his painting, so he couldn't get over. So what he if, just runs. Yeah, he just runs. And the mere fact that my man just keeps sinking, I was like, "Ah, oh. this is a, this is the first moment I got sad because I didn't even know him yet. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I didn't even know him, but my man is sinking, and everyone else is just literally what they did is they do how people in New York do. They had people around him, literally just looking at him and kept walking. Like at one point on his right yeah. side, there's like a couple or something, and she just I don't know if she steps over, but she just like literally just like keeps walking right over his arm. Like oh, this is. No one cares about this dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the second this character was introduced, not knowing where the movie is going, I was like, oh, he's so fun. I really hope we see him again. The different, co- the costumes are so, like him trying to be Frida is so funny. I laughed out loud every time he dressed up as Frida. He definitely did. Like, it. it was just, because it was just so funny that he would like say like, yes, it's me, Frida. Uh-huh. I, th- like that that was just so funny. but also which is interesting to me too though and it took me a second I, when he did that I was like in my mind I was like is he supposed to be Frida and like, the girl behind I'm gonna keep references this girl behind me goes it's Frida and I was like <laughs> oh snap he is legit supposed to be the Frida he's like right he's supposed to be like the famous Frida like look at this yeah I know I was like wait because uh, for a second when I saw that I was like wait is this just like how they're going to act like Mexican women dress and then it's like no 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 it's specifically Frida <laughs> yeah good I was like, oh, um, except it's not it's him <laughs> yeah and also this scene my, my sister and I we, we watched it together and like our family is immigrants and we were just like ugh all the customs and border stuff right. we were like oh this feels like it's ringing oh. true oh really <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I think especially my sister, she she like turned and she was like, God damn. Are you serious? Because <laughs> he's like, oh, you have to have someone on the other side. Yeah. Even that the thing? dead? <laughs> um, I mean, not that specifically, but it's like so impossible to oh, really? come legally if you don't have like. Someone who lives here in Kuvalsh. Exactly. Yeah. And oh, we don't wow. get work. No one's yeah, giving true. us <laughs> work. Right. Visa. Right. I get that. That's damn. Wow. You're right. I didn't. That's so true. I didn't even think about that. It's like. <laughs> Damn. Definitely extremely purposeful that they put that in there. Yeah, man. It's like, even in the land of the, <laughs> land of the dead, you can't get past Christ. God. I know. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, and then he's like, I'm just going to try and like hop over anyway. And it's like, nope, that doesn't nope, work. That doesn't work. <laughs> and you get dragged right back. And no one helps. And he's no like one helps. Drowning in marigolds. Uh, drowning in marigolds. Uh, I mean, but also the thing I love too, though, is that, I mean, I guess we get there like once they, we cut after like, um, Hector gets taken back. We cut to, I guess, the police station, and Miguel's great grandma's in there, and like she is legit screaming and breaking like the uh, computer because she's like, my family always puts up my photo. Yeah, this what she call it? This computer box or some whatever box is magic yeah. box is just wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I loved how aggressive they made her, but also I loved how smart she was instantly. She's like, Miguel, what do you have to do with this? It was such a it was such a quick turn from like, oh, I'm happy to see you. Wait, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> <laughs> it was like such a quick turn. I was like, oh, man, this is such a real grandma. Yeah. <laughs> um, did, wait, did do you guys pre- like celebrate the Day of the Dead? or uh, We we don't really. So I was talking about this with my sister because I think it's like one of those things that we left behind in Mexico. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, I was raised here. I was born and raised here. My sisters were like born uh, in Mexico, raised there f- for a while, and then moved here. Mm. Uh, and my sisters remember celebrating it in Mexico. Uh, I think specifically with like my dad's side of the family, like my okay. mom's side for some reason didn't really partake. Right. Uh, and I never really celebrated. I like knew what it was and we have like just like year round altars, but we don't right. have like a, we don't go to this, like we go right. to the cemetery on like people's birthdays right, right, right. and stuff. Um, on the dead people's not like on right. her oh, like, oh, like oh, your birthday. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but my sister does remember going and like, and a lot of what they showed felt right. Like it's like, Oh, you take bread. Uh, and you take like 
marigolds and you do all of this like altar building at yeah. the cemetery. And it, it, there's not as much of that like mystical element, but it is right. like, oh, we're going to have a meal with them. Right, right. I, I really loved how they turned like the what what were clearly are parts of the celebration into this like like grander mythical story that's also updated for you know twenty seventeen like the like this idea that uh <laughs> because he stole something from the dead, he was cursed, and the only way for him to get back is if one of his family blesses him you know gives them his blessing so that he could go back and like he has to put the picture up so that she can get come over and then and then we realize like Hector like if the last if there's nobody left on the on you know the land of the living to remember you then you disappear from the land of the dead and go some somewhere else even another place yeah like yeah. there was like so much like world building that obviously had a base in you know the real mexican culture mm -hmm. but like it just made, but they were able to establish it inside of this film, you know, cinematic world, and it was done so well, like so easy to follow, like and yeah. so you're like, oh man, like, ooh, these stakes are super high, but they make sense, and like, you know, you're like, okay, like there's all these competing uh, agendas, you know, you have Miguel, he want, he decides at this point, well, because <laughs> what's her name blesses him, he literally goes back and instantly takes. Oh my god! <laughs> instantly takes the guitar back. <laughs> Yes. He's like, oh, uh, I'm like I'm fine. Yes. And he grabs the guitar and, run, and then runs, and then he's right back there. And they're looking at him, and he's like, hold, he, like the guitar's not there in his hands anymore, but he's like his hands holding it like it still is. And then he's just like, uh, uh. and puts his hands. And they're like, you didn't even wait two minutes. <laughs> no, he literally, it's so funny because he legit gets back, picks up the guitar instantly, and try. And it's funny because she did, she did hit him with the swindle. I bless you, but you can never play music yeah. again. I'm like, okay, grandma. Mm -hmm. All right. So then he decides uh, well, what? Well, he doesn't even play it, though. Th that was the thing about it that I thought was so funny, that like he didn't even have to play. It was like the intention of playing is yeah. what brought him back. <laughs> also, it was so funny that he never left the room. Like, in the land of the dead, in the, in the land of the dead he just moved a couple yeah. of feet like he didn't even make it out the room they didn't even have it. matter of fact i think they had just turned around and he was already back and like oh this is this is great oh my gosh uh, that was so funny and then like so at this point he's like wait a minute i know that de la cruz is in my family he'll understand i'll just get his blessing you know and so immediately just runs away yeah uh and then we see hector and the thing about hector is like hector was one of those characters the moment i saw him in lockup i was like Man, Hector's story is about to be so tragic when we figure out what it is. Because oh. I was like, it's something about this dude. Because I feel like anytime you have a movie, especially a kid's movie, and the character is, I'm not saying too funny, but if the character comes off at first too funny or too silly, clearly like in these movies, they always make it like, oh, he's compensating or hiding from something. In the moment he was sitting in that, um, he wasn't in jail or anything, but when he was talking to the cop, and the cop had the box of all his other costumes that he normally uses, and the cop says, hey, I'm gonna let you go because I have to go see my family. <laughs> like, yeah. like in the land of the living. I just they just showed his face and I was like, dude, this story is about to be so sad. It's gonna be so yeah, sad. Yeah, because all you know is that no one put up an offering for him. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Like no one in the world bothered. Nope. And he kept mentioning, he kept saying, like, I she, see. I have to see her, but I didn't know if it was it was a wife. I thought it was his 
I thought the whole time he was talking about his wife. Mm-hmm. Like, but you didn't know what it was, a wife, a girlfriend, whoever. He also uh, was, he also, it seemed like it has to be tonight. It was urgent and we didn't understand the urgency yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know why. I'm really trying to know why I figured this out. But like right when he was like, okay, I'll help you. I'll help you. Uh, if you put up my photo, then I'll help you get to De La Cruz so that mm. you can get a blessing. And then when you get back, you have to put up my photo so that I can cross over. And like when that like exchange happened, I was like, I know the ending of this. Movie. Oh, did you? I, I was no, I was nowhere near. I don't know why. I, I, there was a, there was one part of it that I definitely didn't know, but I, I was like, I, I don't know. I just figured it out then. Bro, I, I was no, I was nowhere near. It. Like, I, I think, I think it's one of those movies where it was like one of the first times I actually just was like, it may, it's probably them damn kids, man. I was just <laughs> in it. I didn't think about, I didn't think of any of the movie critique type stuff. Until the movie was over. The only thing I thought in my head watching this movie is, fuck Princess and the Frog. Like, legit. <laughs> that's the only thought I had watching this entire movie. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I, I knew that he was, like, I was like, oh, he's definitely important. Uh, and part of me, my brain, I know that he had a dad that was alive. But for a second, I was like, this is his dad. And then I was like, this is not his dad. He's, his dad is alive. Right. Um, right. Also, I thought, like, yeah. the only tricky part that I didn't like is that the body in the picture looks We'll get there, whatever. But the, the only problem I have is the body in the picture. The body in the picture, I'm like, all right, Pixar, we're pushing it with this one because this. Oh, funny. Because that that body didn't look like it yeah, was even Yeah, that body's comparable. too wide. That's, That's too wide a body. Like, this ain't right. Like, this body ain't right, man. Like, this that body. That chest, he got too much of a chest. Yeah, bro. <laughs> His shoulder's too big. Like, come on, man. Don't play me like um, this. I did chalk up yeah, the shoulders I, to, like, the costume. I went back oh, and true, forth. true. I went back and forth through every possible outcome just because of like, because of all of that stuff, because it was like, oh, well, the body's a little different. Oh, well, he does have the guitar. Wasn't he singing? Remember me? Like, I was like going through like all the different things, <laughs> all the different things. Man, that thing, I was like, this body, I don't know. But I will say the one thing I did like is that uh, as Hector and Miguel are like, uh, Hector puts, uh, was it, was it, what's the kind of skull is it? It's, um, the sugar skulls? Sugar skulls. When he puts the sugar skull makeup on. Miguel, that was the coolest I thought it was part so cool. to connect that paint to him like hiding in the land of yeah. the dead so that people like weren't freaked out by him. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's so cool. Like to get that paint. <laughs> All the while, while Miguel is turning into a skull himself. And I thought how they did this low key was kind of creepy, but also still so elegant because even when his skin started to become opaque, you still. Still saw you still saw the skin like it was just the skin was still there but the bone was there but it was just like yeah. oh this is such a cool looking shot or yeah. design and they and they and they they just allowed it to happen throughout the movie without him like without it like making it a big deal like it wasn't like oh no and then like yeah, he yeah. like looks at his arm and then we see it like yeah it was like very gradual I think there was like one moment when he like pulls up his shirt a little bit because he's like, no, this is really urgent now. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like, he's like, oh, my belly's safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, oh. And, then, and I think someone like else notices him. Face. Like, that's the kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also the thing I, I thought was cool is that when, I'm trying, I, I may be out of this, so correct me. When they, uh, when Hector and Miguel go on the, the train, like the train through the town, so you get to see like everything and then Hector mm-hmm. takes, Hector takes, um, Miguel, I guess, back to his home of, uh, was it the Forgotten? Or what do they call it? Like, I forget what they called it, but yeah, it's like all the people who have no one. Yeah, and he's like, and, and basically what Miguel picks up is is that everyone calls each other cousin. 
He's like, oh, are you related to everyone? He's like, no, no one has people who remember them. So we all just, you know, call each other family. And I thought it was such a cool moment. And he goes to the older guy. And I guess now, this is to me is when we noticed how important it was for Hector to get this photo up. Yeah. Is when he goes to the guy to get the guitar. Because in order to get to, no, I'm skipping. I'm skipping. No, no, you're No, right. no, I'm skipping. I'm skipping no, when he meets. No, no, no. He, he sees Frida before this, right? That's how he knows to get the guitar. Oh yeah, I mean, well, he sees Frida and wins the competition before this, right? Doesn't he also? No, win he doesn't win the comp- no. no, he doesn't win the competition. Guitar to- oh, he okay. needs a guitar first. Sorry, I skipped. I know I skipped. He sees Frida first. You're right. He does go see Frida. He sees Frida first because he thinks that that's where De La Cruz is going to rehearse, and De La Cruz isn't rehearsing. He's like Frida's like he never rehearses. Yeah, but then we low key get a little bit of like what Hector's life is about because it's like they all refer to him as a musician. And he's like, oh, yeah, but they make fun of him in a they way. They call him Teresa. <laughs> yes, because they, they're like, you died of, was it food poisoning? Yeah, yeah. He, they, they're like, you died because you choked on a chorizo. He's like, I did a choke. It was food poisoning. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, no, it's even worse. Yeah, that's so dumb. <laughs> oh. That part was, I was like, oh, my goodness, he died because of food poisoning? Yeah, and, and then, like, Miguel also is like, oh, I, I don't completely trust you anymore because he's like, you knew that this would be where they would be holding rehearsals, but you didn't know him well enough to know that he wouldn't be here for his own rehearsal. Yeah. That like Del right. Cruz wouldn't be there. Because like, he made like they were friends and he's like, you're not friends. You're like, and, then, and I think that's when he shows him the stomach because mm-hmm. then he runs away at one point. But the one thing I was getting at, I love when they get to the older guy and the older guy almost puts up a fight, but then it's like, just play me something. So now we know Hector is like a guitarist. Mm-hmm. And that's when uh, I, that's uh, when, uh, like, that's when my inkling of, like, I think I know what's happening. When that happened, I was like, 100%. (laughs) I was like, 100%. Yes, because I was like, if he, he's helping this kid and he knows, I was like, and he's a great musician too. That's too big of a coincidence. I was like, Mm. he's a great musician and he's like, he needs somebody to put up his photo. I was like, he probably, he, uh, he probably, you know, played, blah, blah, blah. And then like. He wanted to get home, but then he died eating this chorizo. And it was like, it's tragic, but like that's what makes him not a super villain because we have to care about him now. And I was like, because he just, he wanted to get back home, but he died with this chorizo. So the only thing that I didn't know was, I didn't uh, know it was going to be murder. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that came out of nowhere. Yeah. I, was I was like, like oh, this Seth. This is a kid's I know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that was like, whoa. I know. But also, I love when, when the older guy, like, I guess, is yeah. officially forgotten. How still, how elegant and beautiful yeah. it looked. Yeah, he's like in his hammock. Yeah, and like he lights up in certain parts and then like lit. I was like, this is just, be- this whole situation is beautiful, man. And then we hear about what happens when wow. you are forgotten. I also, just because of you talking about the customs things makes me think of about this in a deeper way too. What? Like this shanty town mm. of like people who are forgotten. Like oh, it's yeah. like legit. We just forget about the people who are, you know, who are homeless, like, they either, yeah. like, you know, so many of, like, the homeless youth in New York are, like, people who've run away from their families, like, part of the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. and, like, and, like, yeah, it's just, like, you have a community that has to stick together because the rest of society has forgotten them. Yeah, it also, this movie doesn't touch, touch on, like, migration or anything, but mm-hmm. I, I think, especially in that scene or in that town, I was like, oh, uh, like when families, like if, if you have a migrant family, it's like, oh, usually the dad or the parents or something are in the U.S. and everyone else is in Mexico. Right. Mm. It's like, oh, you just have memories depending on what happens. Right. Yeah. It's like, dang. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I don't know if that's their intention, but oh boy. That thing was, oh. That's deep. 
Uh, got layers, baby. I know. We got layers to this film. Also, once, I just want to point out um, the great grandma's, her, what's it called? Her guide, her spirit. Her, oh my God. What's it called? A spirit, her spirit guide? Her spirit guide also was the scariest thing of all time. It was like a big tiger, yeah. dragon. Was, I really, I really appreciated. I really appreciated the way that they um, managed to get that in. Like, uh, like it was so cool that they had like a big scary monster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean that thing was huge, but it also became so gentle. Like at the end, it was like, oh, yeah. it was like the perfect spirit guide for that grandma because it was oh, yeah. like this regal, beautiful mm-hmm. animal, but also so scary. Uh, but and it also just, so nice at certain points. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is that grandma yeah. exactly to a T. And also, I did like when they when they finally get to when they finally get to uh, the the contest because basically the whole thing is they learn from um, they learn that in order to get to De La Cruz, um, he has a contest and whoever wins the contest gets to perform on his um, sunrise concert. So they get there and like you see all the different um, con I mean the contestants and. Now Miguel is freaking out, and he tells Hector that he's never performed in front of people ever, ever. And again, it's so many subtle things. Like Hector immediately says, "What? Are you crazy? Let me just do this for you." And then Miguel has a speech of like, "I can do it. I got it." And uh, Hector takes a beat. T- literally, he takes like a quick second, thinks about it, and it's like, "All right, let's loosen up." And again, if this was one of those other movies, man, like Hector would have somehow like sabotaged it, thinking he was helping. Like he would have, like it would have been. I thought I was trying to help you out, and then ruined it, and then they would have fought. But like he has him, James. Do you? I'm not gonna have James do it again. But like literally, <laughs> as they get loose and shake everything out, I was like, oh, this is such a genuinely great moment to have right now. What is the call? Like, what is it when he has him yell? Like, what does he call that? Like, he calls it a grito. What does that mean? Uh, it means like cry, like a like uh, a cry. Uh, which was interesting too, because like I think there's two different in my head, two different not meanings for it, but there's like one the like musical mm-hmm. thing of like when someone is so moved that they have to like holler basically, yeah. uh, and then the other is also like just like Mexico uh, on Mexico's Independence Day they do a, a shout. It's the same thing, oh, really. Basically, uh, I mean it's not the same thing, but they call it by the same name. Uh, and it's like, except you shout Layers. all the generals who died. Layers. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I love when they did that, and then he had to go on stage, and he was still nervous, but he did, he did his shout or his cry, and I was like, yeah, bruh. It was so cute. I was like, yeah, bruh. And then even when Hector came out and started helping him with the performance, I was like, this, like this is just a cool moment. And then what you read, like, you know, once we get to the, the plot twist at the end, it made that moment even better because it's like, oh man. Also, that song was awesome. Yeah, it was. It that was. Song, yes, it, so it, fun. It really was the best song, by the way. <laughs> it was. I love it because I love I love that little moment of like Hector being like when he's like, I'm gonna sing Remember Remember Me. He's like, Oh my god, everybody's like he's like he's like, No, don't sing that. Sing it another one. And he cuts he's it like, everybody Why? Else? It's his most popular song. Yeah, it's too popular, and they're all <laughs> all these different people are singing it. Yeah, I loved that baby montage of just like everyone who's doing a rendition yeah. of it. Because I was like, Oh yeah, like there are Songs that are so played. Yeah. yeah. It kind of made me think a little bit about Selena. And like, Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like we know, like everybody in America like knows the her famous like song that's like mm-hmm. sung mostly in English, but like nobody listens to all the Spanish ones that are better. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, you never know. <laughs> it also made me think of, um, I used to watch uh, American Idol back in the day, and there was a point where Disney musicals 
became really popular. So mm-hmm. they had a montage of everyone singing A Whole New World. <laughs> and I just <laughs> kept thinking in my head, yeah, this is just like when people are on these contests and they just sing the song that they learned from their youth or something like that. Yeah. Uh, wait, we got to hurry up. Wait. Uh, okay, I just want to skip to one part. I just want to skip to when they get to De La Cruz. Is that mm-hmm. cool? Because when they finally get to... Because it's basically yeah, right they, after this, right? Yeah, they sing and, you know, he does really well, but the, but the grandma... And the uh, that big cat, yeah, the big cat chase him away, <laughs> chase the you know, this so they run. So, oh wait, no, the uh, the biggest thing that happens though is that um, Hector realizes like, wait a minute, you have other family here. You said that De La Cruz was your only family, and he was like, yeah, but they don't understand. Like, like they they want me to go back and not play music. Like, and and he's like, no, forget it. Like, you, this is this is a. Like, mm-hmm. my life is on the line. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be forgotten. You need to go back. Like, just go with your family. Take and he's like, on. see, you don't care about me. You're just like them. You don't care about me. You only care about yourself. And so he, like, runs away. And, you know, Hector kind of, like, feels bad. And so he runs and he decides to go to De La Cruz's place himself. Yeah. And I love that, like, when they get to De La Cruz. So, like, Miguel sneaks in with a band who won. And then Hector comes yeah. in dressed like Frida. Because <laughs> 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 it's just like Frida. And the thing that's so cool about this, too, is at this point, De La Cruz, I mean, how Miguel gets his attention, he does, like, he seizes his moment, which is another... Oh, the same thing. He sees, like, it's from the movie that he keeps watching over and over again, and he's like, he was like, to listen to your song, like, you know. And he plays (laughs) in front of everybody. gotta play. But the the thing I thought was really cool is that once he gets up there and plays, and, and he falls into the water by accident, De La Cruz saves him, and when De La Cruz finds out that he's his great grandson, the amount of joy on this old man's face, even though it's a skull, like he he does a thing that I, I I mean I don't know I didn't I wasn't really close to my grandfather I mean sorry my grandma but like I would imagine that's what your grandparents would do is like take you around and just like show you off to everybody like he legit showed them off they did a, the dimple thing he did a dimple thing to a bunch of people yeah. I was like this yeah, is look, yeah. dimple no dimple mm. yeah I was like that is like to me that's that's what the that's I what the grandparents great, great should do grandson had him on his shoulders. It's so funny because I because I thought what I thought I knew what the ending was. And then there was this point that was happening because I thought like De La Cruz was just gonna be a bad guy. And and so when he was like so happy to see him and like and all of this stuff, I because I thought what would happen was he would go to De La Cruz and De La Cruz would be like, Yo, I don't know you, like you're not mm-hmm. my great like get out of here. And like but instead he was like welcoming and like showed yeah. him off and all this yeah. stuff, and I was like, Oh, maybe Oh, maybe I was wrong. I don't know. Like, oh, he's so nice. Like, I thought he would like not be nice, uh, which happened a lot in this movie where you yeah. think somebody's not going to be nice and then they kind of are. Super nice. Um, and yeah, and like all this stuff happens. But then Hector. Hector comes in. And then Hector comes Yo, when, th- again, John, you knew, bruh, I didn't know. Like when Hector <laughs> came in, I knew they were going to be like, I figured they were going to be partners. So when Hector comes in, you figure out that like they were partners. Right. And De La Cruz stole all the music from um, Hector, which I was like, I kind of, I kind of felt that was coming. Right. Which, which felt mitigated though, because I was like, well, I was like, you died. It's like, it's like you died. He took your songs because he still wanted to sing. Like it's kind of messed up that he never told anybody that you wrote the songs. But like, it didn't feel like outright. Like I stole your songs and then like. Killed you <laughs> until <Right>. until, <laughs> until they that's what it until is. they told the story and I'm like because the thing is the whole crazy <laughs> part is they show my man die like they show my man get poisoned I was like wait 
He just died on the street like that? And they learn yeah. that this is how he died because uh, Miguel is like, oh, this reminds me of this movie that is an Ernesto movie. Yes. Uh, and it's like, wait, you also, he, you murdered him and then you put it in a movie? Yeah. You put uh, that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, you write what you know. You yeah. know what I mean? No, Hector didn't know. No, about like you write what you know. You know what I mean? Like that's a great story. And I would put that in a movie too. Poor yeah. Hector. Poor Hector was just trying to get back to his wife and his daughter. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, Dela Cruz, such a scumbag. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Then, and then like yeah. the the way he turned seizure moment on him, it was just like ugh. Uh, oh my god. Ugh. And then and then when he does, and then when he like they 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 take Hector out, and he has what like he has. The uh, like he's about to bless uh, Miguel, and he's like, you know, my legacy really matters to me. And if he doesn't, he doesn't bless him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and still thinking that it's his great grandson. Yes. Like you still think that this is your family, and you're like, no, no. Like and he's like, right. and he gave us. He said, he said, but he, but Hector was my best friend. So you're like, you think I care mm-hmm. about any of that? Yes. Like, and he oh. gives a reason. He gives a reason. Uh, he said, oh, you thought you were different. Oh my Wait, goodness! Which, which, and this is the moment when Miguel learns, like, okay, like, getting, like, maybe not everything is least, like, uh, not important. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe music isn't more important than everything. You know, there are certain things that's like, whoa, you have no honor or respect. Like, you don't care about family. You don't care about your best friend. Like, you only care about yourself and your legacy. Like. I don't want it. I don't think I want it this bad, you know? Yeah. It's crazy because it's funny because he told De La Cruz, like, oh, he was like, oh, and you left your family. And, like, he was like, yeah. He <laughs> so, said, like, he left his family. He really did. Like, it wasn't a, you know what I mean? And like, he said he, he wouldn't do anything different. He, he didn't do, yeah. He's like, I wouldn't, he's like if, if I did it again, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm like, you know what? I, I do think that I just read this article recently, and it was about how men... Uh, black men in particular feel like I guess the article was like just saying how nowadays black men feel like they have to have their life in order before they can get married and have kids mm. or if they don't usually a lot of them like will leave the family so while watching this movie I'm like it is that thought of uh, I can't succeed if I have any type of baggage which I don't think is necessarily right. true you know and I, I used to be at that mindset so like watching seeing both avenues of like what happened to Hector wanting to give it all up for family and then Seeing De La Cruz, who was like, bruh, I will screw over everybody to make it to the top. Yeah. And then seeing Miguel, who probably, if there was a sequel, would probably land in the middle. Yeah. Like, he probably would like have a family, but still do what he needs to do to get the dream going. I'm like, right. that's, a, that's a solid story to say to somebody, you know? I, they made, they, they've been making this film for six years. Like, it took them six years to make it. Like, they, start, they started with the idea, like, in 2010. Uh, but how... <laughs> How relevant is it that you have this icon that this whole world adored, and then you find out he has like a very dark, disturbing past, yeah. mm-hmm. and like people have to come to reckon with it? I was just like, oh, this is extremely relevant. <laughs> this is every this is every <laughs> situation in Hollywood. Beware right your now. idols and like, yeah. how much like? <laughs> I'll know. say this: I yeah. did. I was like, I didn't catch on to everything, but I did start to feel weird after a while thinking about like. The fact that De La Cruz was just there playing his songs and not like he was he but he wasn't in the land of the living. He was just like in the land of the dead. And we had we had an understanding that he was there the whole time. And I was like, okay, I I know that the story is that like his family 
like if it, we're we're supposed to think that he is um uh you know relate he we're supposed to think that he is Miguel's grandfather so of course he's still there because they didn't put his picture up but remembering that Frida's like my my pictures on everyone's blah 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 like of course I'm I'm going to go through like you would think that he would at least go to the land of the living for for a little bit I mean right like there had to be some people who was on the other side who wanted him I think Dela Cruz is like living as a legend you know, I think like I mean, he had a stadium. His house was on the yeah. highest building. He had his movies streaming on. Yeah, but that's walls. what I mean. Like yeah. I felt like, oh yeah, like that feels a little fishy. That feels a little. Oh, that made mm-hmm. you think he was. Oh right. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Why wouldn't he want to go? Yeah. Also, he threw his living, his alive <laughs> oh. great grandson, oh, down a dark hole into water, oh, bruh. Like the, he ain't Miguel wasn't dead. Like my man threw him through like was it like a thirty foot hole? Yeah, he's trying to kill him. I'm like, what is this? And then also we get to the realization that which is my favorite part. I love when Hector and Miguel realize they're related. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the best, and they started doing like their cries together. I was like, this is this is great. I don't understand how they got out of the hole yet. Oh, never mind, I did. Yeah, sorry. Immediately when he fell uh, in that hole, I knew great. exactly how he was getting out of that hole. Like I just love that they were related. For some reason, I just really liked that they were related. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. I was like, this is this is so dope. And because the thing is, it made it so cool that like Hector, who had no, f- I feel like I liked it more for Hector, not necessarily Miguel, because Hector at this point had no family. So to realize he actually was with his like great grandson yeah. the entire time, I thought it was like so dope. Yeah, that was beautiful. It was, man. Okay, this, this is when yeah. I started. So, so let's just know. I was off and on crying this entire movie. So, like, this right here was the point where I started. Like, yeah. this moment when they did the cry together, and he, Miguel says, Hector says something like, I have a grandson or something like that. And you, like, guys, I was in it. I was in it. From that moment on, I was officially <laughs> in it. And then when the dumb dog showed up, I love the dumb dog too. I was like, I didn't like you until right now, but I like everything in it. We're, we're down. <laughs> you got a pass. <laughs> <laughs> like you would do right I, now. I didn't. I, I liked. Didn't. Yeah, I didn't like the dog until the moment when the dog starts uh, changing, and but he like starts biting his uh, his dumb arm dog. as if to try to stop the change from the dumb dog. <laughs> like the dog doesn't quite understand that he's a mythical creature, and he's like trying to stop himself from becoming uh, uh, neon. <laughs> that was dumb, so dumb silly. Dog. <laughs> that was so silly. Also, the the interaction between um the great grandma and Hector I thought was great. Well, I was happy she yes. wasn't. I was happy she wasn't immediately forgiving, but also not immediately being. Again, this movie was very subtle. Like again, she could have been so cold to him at first, but then she hit you with that line that you guys were talking about earlier of like, uh, what is it? Um, Something along the lines yeah. of like, you don't have to forgive. I don't, yeah, mm-hmm. you don't have to forgive, oh. but you can never forget something like that. Yeah. And I was like, that was yes. that's such a real line, you know. But also, I mean, she's that was him great. For so many years, <laughs> and every time she would like be snippy with him, like of like you know, like oh hello, I don't love you. I don't. I love. I thought that was so funny. Well, yeah, but she's like the love of my life. I'm the love of your life. I don't know right now. I'm still <laughs> mad at you. I'm still, <laughs> mad at you. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> that line was so good. So good. And then what happens after that? Uh, oh, they go to so they go. Yeah, they go to De La Cruz is like, you know, performance and they see him backstage and then they, they have like this fight, like all the family <laughs> like fights with the security guards. It's really funny. Uh, and she has her moment. And she has her moment yeah. of singing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. 
Because she told the she told the also this is something I thought was messed up for Miguel. She told Miguel at one point that I she sang music. in an alley, mm-hmm. and then he literally listened to it, and then like he gave no fucks and left. He's like, so why are you trying to ruin my dreams? And then he like just ran away. I was like, oh man, she opened up to you, bro. You just going. Mm-hmm. And that's also the only song in Spanish in the movie. Yes, you're right. Because my sister and I were like, whoa. You're right. Because <laughs> it's like it, it's also like an iconic historic song. Is it? Oh, is it? Yeah. I was wondering because it had no subtitles. Like, oh, this is this is supposed to be something people know. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that there was no subtitles, like this is something that they're assuming people know. Yeah, it's like about a woman who like loses her child or something. Oh, really? It's really uh, sad. Oh, uh, yeah. I figured it was something. It's deep. so good, but I was like, oh. Yeah, but when Where she gets to sing, and it, like, what? that's cool. And like, and if you were coming, and Hector goes, sing. And like, <laughs> I know, I love what he says, sing. sing. I'm like, that makes no. It was the one time in the movie, like, I think the only time in the movie where I was like, it makes no sense. Why would she start singing? But then, but to distract. She, to distract. But it was great. She starts singing. <laughs> no, we wanted her to sing. Of course we wanted her to we, sing. I We say. heard that she could sing, and we knew that they sang <laughs> together. And then she was there, oh. and then Stop in front of all the... Like, yes, it was great. Uh, no, in front of all those oh people. And then she starts singing. Okay. It was... Right, <laughs> and then he's in the back. He's oh. in the back playing. He's playing the guitar for her. And then okay. you're like, and then you're like, we know they did. They used to do this when they were alive. And Why they were in voice? love. Uh, and then, and then, and then, and it's like so nice. Stop but then it. Dela Cruz, and then Dela uh. Cruz comes in and he grabs her. And then that, then you're like, oh no. Then you don't like this. And then this was uh, another par- okay. So we were talking it. about how this paralleled Hollywood. Now, yeah, this I was another like very clear. It was like this is a man abusing his power in front of a woman, and we're all watching it, and kind and everyone's kind of cheering along as if like they're like, yeah, we want to see this, and like we know that there's an interplay because we've seen the backdrop of this story, but the audience doesn't know that there's an interplay here of like that this is a man abusing his power over a woman. I thought that that was an interesting. Bru- um, it's so funny. To, I thought the same parallel. thing. I was like, yo, the moment he like lifts her up at one point, I was like, yo, this is so creepy. But I thought De La Cruz was a really good villain because throughout all of this, he was still so charming to like mm-hmm. everyone watching. And even you could tell he's being kind of aggressive to her. It was still in a way where like it was almost a wink every time he did something. Like anytime she got really close and he pulled her away, it was almost like he winked at her and winked at the crowd. Like, oh, this is a yeah, this is Hollywood. Like this is the disgusting <laughs> part of Hollywood, man. Damn, that's real layers, son. Layers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we get to the end. Yeah. Well, yeah. he tries to kill him. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. so good. There this is- scene is so good. And, like, you know, like, we've, we've seen this a hundred times. Oh, there's a camera nearby. Oh, we can record it. Oh, we can show it to the world. But it was just, like, we want to see him get his comeuppance. Yeah. And we want it to be, we want it to be just like this. I, I mean, I thought he was going to do something. I think he was going to throw him over the freaking side of the, the like he's falling forever and ever like that was like so intense and so evil um hey low key i thought he was going that like once the dog messed up i was like oh the dog's gonna come save him and i was like oh man he might be hurt for a little bit but i forgot about the dragon thing you gotta remember the cat mm-hmm. i forgot the cat I, I honestly forgot all about that cat first of all i was like when the dog was going i was like Yo, where the cat at though? Like I was like, why uh, is the dog? Going? I, I, I was like, yeah. this dog can't carry anything. The dog flew for the first time fifteen minutes ago. Like he's not gonna be able to fly and carry this little boy who's falling at such speeds down the side of this thing. I was like, what did this dog think he was? Do-? I mean, I appreciated it. 
But you ain't know you could fly until, a, I mean, come on, bro. That's so funny. I forgot all about that dog. <laughs> I, I, man. But I will say that it's, it's interesting because, like, after this happened and, you know, everyone turns on them, um, like, I still like that the two grandparents weren't officially back together yet. Because, yeah. of course, Hector's dying. Um, <laughs> but he gets to go back home. But they, but they're like, he's like, no, man, you need to go back. Like, don't, don't worry about me. We're both running out of time. We just need to get you back, which, you know, sacrifice always, you know. Yeah. And he lost the photo, too. Yeah, lost yeah. the photo, you know, and then, like, but then his great-great-grandmother is like, no, there are no stipulations, just go back, you know. And you're like, oh, so loving. And then he goes back. And he runs to Coco, and he's like, you got to remember, Coco, you got to remember. And then the and family's trying to like, stop him. And they're like, what are you doing? And they, they're like, harassing grab, her. And yeah. they're like, it's it's like, like stop, like, she's dying. But then you see her start moving. And, and, then, and then, yeah, he's like, oh, I was remember. done. I was oh, done at this point, and too. And then he starts singing Remember Me. Because oh, we learned that Hector wrote the song Remember Me for Coco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So He's we like, get I listen. didn't mean for it to be for the world. I didn't mean for, for it to be for the world. It was for her. This part, Woo! this part had me Bro, I was on done. so many I levels because not only was I like really feeling for like him tr- fighting for this connection, but I was also, and this is kind of dumb, but I was also like, he just went through something extremely supernatural. And now his family is watching him say to his great grandmother like that your dad who they have no idea who he is like your dad wrote this for you and he's like telling this saying this thing that's like oh how could he ever know this where's this even where's this even coming from right. like it's such a miraculous moment I, I i i had felt so many feelings at this point yeah and also i just love the fact that like again yeah and we knew we knew it was gonna happen but when um, Coco started singing as well, I was done. I was done. I put my hood on. I was like, I ain't going to have these little kids see me in here crying. <laughs> I legit had one of those moments where I was like, yo, when Coco started singing and then you cut back to like um, his grandmother and his grandmother started crying too. And I was like, oh, I, what's happening? Guys, I couldn't handle it. I still thinking about it right now. I can't handle it. That's crazy. I know. And the thing is the whole, basically what it said too is like to me, is that the whole movie, they always showed her very like, you know, she didn't talk much. She was like kind of there, but just not really there. But when she started singing and talking about her dad, I mean, she was moving around. Like she was like, her life was back. Because we saw her periodically through the movie be like, Papa? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and is you're he like, back? oh man. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he back? I was like, uh, Papa? Because <laughs> she, she's like clearly lost a lot of her memory. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, like the, she would mistake other people's names for one another's. Mm. And then that one. Oh god! And then when she goes like into such the a drawer, strong memory. She has the photo. Such a love for her father who she hadn't seen for probably like 40, 50 60. years. 60. Yeah, mm-hmm. she has a photo of him that was like missing. Mm-hmm. Again, this is the only problem I had. The only problem I had with this movie was the fact that that Hector, okay, Hector and De La, no, but seriously, Hector and De La Cruz's bodies were so dramatically different. The fact that you expect me to believe that you. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Like, yeah, even when she put the head there, I was like, I get it. The costumes were different. But the body on Hector 
was so small that there's nothing he could have. You know, maybe he, maybe back in the no, day. No, John. Lot no, John. No, no, nothing about that costume makes sense. That's the only problem I have with the movie. But other than else, I'm yeah, gonna... and and we saw in the flashback that my man had a little bird chest. Exactly. Like he always had a. Even in the flashback when he left, he had a little bird chest. So why, hey, man. why? In... Hey man, what? Hey, hey, what's wrong with a bird chest? Hey, why... hey, hey shut you up, know John. I got hey, a yeah. bird chest. You know I'm not crapping on bird chest. We all got. I mean, like, not Gerard Ryan. All right, all right, let's chill. But I'm saying this, how my man, how my man get real buff out of nowhere. But I will say this: I love that that part happened. And again, I honestly this sucks, but I kind of was happy that it wasn't like Coco lived much longer. Like we realized that she did pass away, but it was like her, like Hector, the great grandma, just like all happy together again, walking over to the land of the living. Yeah. It was so dope. Oh. Yeah, the one year later. I mean, that's actually I like. Like the cocoa thing was happening, but then for some reason it was one year later when all the family was there and the dead were there, and there was just like, and then they were all like singing. I was like, ah, yeah, <laughs> they get to listen to music yeah. and be a family. Yeah, I think the minute that it said one year later, I started crying more because I was like, Coco's dead. Yeah, I knew <laughs> Coco was, was dead. Yeah, like, oh. yeah, for but she sure. Had to die. And and we, and we like know what's gonna happen too, but like just like, but it's still. I, Pixar, they are master manipulators because it's like even though we feel it happening, like just the second they put the the picture up on the uh, Frenda, mm-hmm. yeah, that's her. Um, the second <laughs> they put the picture up, it was I just like my wrong. heart. Is he wrong? Is he wrong? Uh, I, I think, my heart. I think it was basically. I think I don't, I don't know if I heard the O, but that's fine. Oh, he was close. <laughs> I will say this: the one. Thing oh, I re- okay, yeah, you're right. The, the one thing I really <laughs> did love though is the fact that um, at the end of the movie, before we know that the grandma and um, Coco were there. Hector goes back through um, customs, mm-hmm. and the woman looks at him like, oh, are we doing this again, Hector? Yeah. And he's nervous, and he has that moment where his face is there, but it's there with the family, yeah. and it's like, we did it! Yeah, because presumably he doesn't know that they had the other half of the photo, yeah. right? Yeah, he didn't know. He didn't trying. know. He didn't know at You're all. You're right. He doesn't know that he's going to really be able to get back or not. He didn't know. But before before we end, can I, can I talk to Hollywood for a second? I mean, this one might hurt. This one hurts a little okay. bit. Because I just want to... Just tell Hollywood, can y'all, can y'all just do me a favor? Can y'all just redo Princess and the Frog? Can y'all... I, I don't even understand what happened. Like, I, I honestly, the more and more I watch it, I don't understand what went wrong. I, it almost feels like I understand that in America there's this, 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 this history of black and white and, t- and, and the tension that exists between those two races and cultures. And Did y'all make that movie purposely to spite people? Like, I just don't understand. Did you, did you want to get everyone's hopes up of having, like, the first... Black princess, honestly, out of 40, 50 years of your existence, and you kind of, I mean, much longer, right? But like, <laughs> but you, but you did it, and you disrespected the music when you did it. Like you, you didn't put the time and patience in that. When I look at a movie like Coco, when I look at a movie like Moana, I, I understand that there, there is a way that people can care. There is a way to like fact check. There is a way to like culturally, like check to make sure what you're doing is right. And you didn't do that for that movie. So to, to, to me, to an extent, we still, like, I don't have a movie that I could give to, like, my little cousins or, like, my future kids to say, yo, look, look at this dope, like, Disney or Pixar movie that really shows and educates people on what our culture is really about. Mm-hmm. No, you decided to make a movie to, 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 to show a black woman who, honestly, which I understand people work. She was a maid. At the end of the day, which is no disrespect to maids, but, like, that's what you... 
that's how you made us relatable to people? You made, you made her a maid? Also, you didn't even trust a black person to help compose the music? Like, like, is that what you really think that we're really about? But when I look at these, these advances that you've made, at least in the last two years, and I'm not saying Pixar is the best, but I'm saying you have taken characters that haven't, and this is the thing, not only the story, but the cast, because Pixar is only known to have a predominantly white voice cast. These last two years, you guys have not done that. So please, at some point, just try to, try to, try to give us something. Like, give me some justice where maybe, you know, if the, the voice cast is five speaking roles, can I get four that are black? Maybe, can I get three? Can I, can I get a movie that when you actually make it that you actually fact check the culture and make sure the costumes, the rendering looks right? I mean, you had the prince. You had the prince in Princess and the Frog. I don't know what race he was. Was he supposed to be a black man? I don't know. He didn't look black. I don't know what was happening. Just please do us right. Give us something, please. Help. Give us, like, find an Adrian, you know? If you don't want to give him full writing credit, if you don't want to give him full directing credit, team him up with somebody who can get this job done, y'all. Hollywood, be better. Be better for our kids. Be better for the generations to come. Because we deserve to have a little something. Maybe too late for me now. But for some, you know, for the, for the second generation. The generation Y. Y generation. All right, I'm done. We've been okay. talking about this movie. Hey, I know. I'm, I mean, I know um, that we're talking about Coco right now. Yeah, good movie. But- so like so like while I was watching it because I was really immersed in it like really like deeply immersed um, in this movie and like and 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 sort of experiencing this new thing, yeah. But there was a part there was a part in it that like got me thinking um, very heavily about so like so remember like De La Cruz like like when we when we went through the history of De La Cruz and we like we like learned all kinds of different stuff about him like that he like he could he played music. And the music was like transcendent, like you know, like it was—he was the best musician in the world. You know, like mm-hmm. music, music could compel people to do anything. M- music, but music also—he was able to fly with the music. You guys remember that part? He could fly. Uh, yeah, it was like yeah. did he fly with the music? It, no, like it was. You guys a remember, movie. like, yeah, um, in no, a movie. remember he was—he remember he he played the yes. music and then he and then he, he said could, he could fly, fly but it, but we knew that he couldn't actually so, like, fly. There were strings. no, so like that's what make. No, because like so, like he had like a, he was like a superhero. No, and so you know how like remember when remember when when Will Smith made Hancock, he was like in order to do a sequel, there's all kinds of different characters Wait, in the what? Hancock universe. This is bad. all kinds of different characters in, in the Hancock universe. This is and bad. so like maybe Dela Cruz, maybe maybe Dela Cruz playing the music, maybe him flying, maybe that's another character. Do you in even the, believe in what the you're Hancock saying? universe? Do you and believe so? Like this? no, because no, because so, so like so we got so now we putting together a team because we got Hancock right, and then we got uh, JB Smooth from. Um, Wait, what? How does JB Smooth get? Was well, that movie we just watched? Because remember, he's in the Hancock universe. We talked about that before. So JB Smooth is what? in the Hancock universe. Are you saying? And Hancock? then we got John. We John, got Dela no, Cruz. John, in the, you, and so John. now this is like the Hancock Justice John, League. How, it's like Hancock. JB Smooth. What? Right? Then we got Della Cruz. How is JB Smooth? Like, we put them all together. It's like a team up. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember I don't that know. at all. I don't remember that at all. I don't remember. We were just talking about why, it. We were just talking. What? I know, oh but my I. God. I all right. So now it's a team up. All right. James, James, you're done. Okay. I'm sorry. You guys done. get it? It's a team up. Yeah, James, you're done. Sure, John, whatever. can you set up the oh, Okay. Okay, it's time for the cost. Good goodness. We rate and review films not based on how well we think they were made critically, but how uh, much they help the cause of more leading actors of color in major motion pictures. 
So if we think it fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If we think it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If we think it didn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. Right. All right. So on the count of three, all of us are going to put up our ratings. <laughs> and... Pretend yeah. like we don't and know then, what this is about to get. Yeah, we don't pretend. All right, are you ready? <laughs> okay, okay, you guys ready? Yep. All right, just, you know, I'm just, I want to be respectful, so. And by respectful, I mean not respectful. Uno. <laughs> oh, no, you're going to do it. All right, do it. Dose. Base. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, we got all black fists here in the studio, James. What you got? You know I got black fists up. I got another black fist up. I got two black fists up. That's, 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 not, how the, that's not how the rules go, but we're you, happy. To- you know I got two black fists up. James, you just want to go since you're so hyped right now. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, I'm saying, yo, I'm saying, yo, I'm saying. I'm yep. just going to use Gerard's story from earlier of like the he looks just like you as the jumping off point for everything that I'm about to say. Okay. Um. And also Gerard's other point about how Wait, Princess what? and Frog was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think that this movie was just so good. And it, and it was made with care. It was made with care. And, and uh, it, it was rich with heart and, um, and culture. And just like, and just, there are so many different people going to see this movie. You know, not just POCs. It's people from all over. They're also going to see the movie. So I just feel like this is one of those. This is one of those things where it's like Hollywood did it right. They got it together. They 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 just tr- told a great story about people, and uh, these people ha- happen to not be the people that we typically see in movies. A bunch of white people, like Andy. Andy is Andy, right? In Toy Story. Yeah, like Andy. Andy didn't have to. He didn't have to be white. This movie's about toys. We need Andy didn't need to be a, a, a white kid, but Andy was a white kid for whatever reason. Okay, um, uh, you know, even the like angry asshole neighbor kid didn't need to be white, but he was white, right? I mean, like they yeah. could have had some more diversity over, uh, you know, you know, um, uh, and and like this is another movie in a series of hits that I feel like they're kind of doing like in their sort of, you know, I think like Disney in general is having a better understanding of like of having more representation um, in in films. And I think that like it needs to be applauded for this. Um, everybody is in this movie and the voice talent is is fantastic. Um, I mean, I don't know what else I can say besides like I just love this. I love this so much. Thought it was great. I think they need to make more, more, more. All right. <laughs> uh, who should go next? You like to go? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I. I mean, uh, what James said. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think for me, uh, the thing I kept telling my. St- I think the minute that they showed like Coco on the screen, I was like. Oh, she looks like how we age. Oh, <laughs> I was really? like, like, like I was like, oh, she looks like my grandma's. Like they had uh, even like little chin hairs on her and stuff. That uh, was uh, all like just like sweet and lovely. Um, but yeah, it it just it felt like uh, it felt very cool to see uh, my culture <laughs> uh, represented good. in a way that doesn't feel like it's the joke, and also where it's just like, oh, this is the base reality for the movie. Um, and also just the same point of like 
all having voice character voice actors who are actually of Mexican descent uh, instead of just being like, oh, it just needs to be a Latino of some sort, which is like yeah. everyone needs work. Um, yeah. But like actually so showing that you can have a whole cast, a massive cast that is uh, all people of color and specifically like of the background that you're showing on screen. Uh, it was very cool. And yeah, I don't know. I, just such a great story. Uh, and I love that how well it's doing. Like yeah. it, it's really proving that it can do well. And I think that's dope. Like I go, I go next. I think it was cool because um, <laughs> I think it's Sam cool. thought it was cool. Our too. Our, our, <laughs> our house dog is now going crazy. I thought it was cool because they did something that is something that I guess I've always wanted. When watching movies, they took something that was definitely about a culture that's different from white culture, right? And that was the purpose of the movie, but it also wasn't at the same time. Like, yeah, it was about this Mexican kid and, like, the land of the dead. And, of course, the, land, the day of the dead is something very big in Mexican culture. But the underlying, even every time he was in the land of the dead, it wasn't about the place. It was about, honestly, family and respect. And it's, that's something that I think is universal. And what this movie accomplished to me was, again, it took a culture and it took something that normally people of color don't get a chance to talk about or do and make that culture... Yeah, like you said, the base reality. Like it was, it, it it was something that was so genuine, something that was so relatable. So that when you watch that film, if I was a white kid from the suburbs or a black kid from wherever I'm from, I could watch it and I may not know everything about what's happening, but I can still look at this and say, "Oh, my grandma doesn't like when I do this. My mom wants me to be a lawyer, but I want to, you know, make pottery." So I thought what they did was really great, and I think this is a movie. Even if it didn't make any money, I think this movie definitely would help the cause because, again, it shows people of color in a light that we never really get a chance to do is just be humans and just deal with very humanish things. And, it, and it's so funny is this movie did it in one of the most supernatural forms possible, which is taking a kid and putting him in the land of the dead. But even in doing that, you show that we still relate to the same thing. Um, so, I, I mean, I thought what they did was just perfect and wonderful. And yeah. Yeah. This, uh, just every, what everybody else said, and I'll just kind of uh, um, uh, add to the point that Maritza was making about like having the voice actors actually be of the culture that you're representing on screen. Uh, last year, 100%. I, I saw the movie Kubo and the Two Strings, which the movie is really great, but it's very specifically uh, set in Japan, very specifically about Japanese culture. Uh, let me read you the top build cast. Charlize Theron, Art Pakinson. The Art Pack. Did you remember? You remember the movie San Andreas? Yeah. Remember the remember the little boy who was with the other white. Remember the oh yeah, yeah. that he was the star. Oh, the white the white kid. He played Kubo. The white kid. That white that white kid that white British kid. Remember who was the yeah, little yeah, kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but wait, but he's white and British though. Okay, Matt. <laughs> okay, here are the other here are the other stars: Matthew McConaughey. Oh my God. Ray Fine. Uh, Brenda Vaccaro, <laughs> and it's like uh, Rooney Mara was in it, and then like they have some uh, like uh, like they have like George Takai in it, but like not the not the lead. You know what I mean? Not even one of the f- couple of leads. Like that's like way down the list. I was just like, and I remember, I remember why, I remember finding that out and being like, why? The re- first of all, nobody like that movie didn't make that much money when it was in theaters. It was a great movie, but the idea that you needed 
you need like powerhouse like mm-hmm. act like a-list actors to be these voice like nobody knows who the voice is when they're going into these yeah, no one cares at all nobody knows and so it's just like it feels even like it feels like an extra like a knife and like twist you know in the stomach of actors of color to uh not put them in, even in the voice acting movies where it's like the you know like the movie itself the the animation is what people are drawn to and not like the idea of like oh we have john cena like in this movie like in the ferdinand movie that's coming up like that's about like spain i guess but and maybe it's a little different but still it's it's kind of weird to me like yeah like the main characters in that is like john cena kate mckinnon like bobby valentine <laughs> uh like this oh. other dude it's just like a bunch of white people and they do this all the time they also like do this thing where they put like it's like oh like we'll put some black actors in it too if it's about a duff, another race and it's like what <laughs> Um, anyway, so I hope that we just continue to get more movies like this and that, and I'm so glad this movie's doing, uh, well financially, cause of course it would, cause it's a great movie, you know, and this mm-hmm. like myth continues to be deconstructed that you need Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence in every movie to sell it. Um, no, you, you do. That was the one problem I had with this. Okay. Nah, man, look, I'll tell you this. Soon it's going to be hard coming up with excuses from Hollywood. Like, if you have movies like this, movies like Wonder Woman, but I'm like, what y'all going to say? So, like, in a year, in a year, like, once Crazy Rich Asians comes out, it's like, okay, you said women can't open a movie. You said uh, Mexican people can't open a movie. Oh, you said Asians can't open a movie. If Crazy, yo, Girl's Trip, no one's going to see a, 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 a comedy with black women. Now you've been debunked. So what happens now? Like, are you going to put up a shut up? Because I'm telling you this, there's a bunch of average-ass white dudes in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, and it's not to be offensive. It's like, when I think of some of these directors, some of these actors, we can all think of 20 average-ass motherfuckers. Yeah. But if you're a person of color or a woman, it's like, oh, you got to be better. You got to do this. You have to be, have the, to be best. the best. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now that we've proven we are, we are pretty damn good, are some of these average-ass dudes going to get out? What happens? Because what's the excuse for them then? Yeah. Well, so it. anyway, but this was, this movie so was great. Good. Everybody needs to go see it. Thank yep. you for coming. Thanks for hanging. Thank uh, you. Do you have anything you would like to plug or this? Yeah, this will be coming out pretty soon. Actually, we might just put this out. Oh, t- yeah, I think we should be, put this out. Yeah, it might Tuesday. be Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No, people can come see Seventeen at Lloyd. Yep. And I'm sure there's other stuff they can. Follow. All right. Do they? Do you want people to follow you on social media? Oh sure. Uh, on Twitter, I'm It's a Ritz with like Z's I T Z A R I T Z. It's a Ritz. I mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I dig it. You can follow us on social media at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and blackmenpodcast.com is our website that we never update. And <laughs> uh, uh, we do have a show with Astronomy Club at UCB East Village yeah. December 11th at yep. 9 p.m. Yep, yep. So come out to that if you're in New York City. Uh, you can follow me at John Braylock, J O N. B-R-A-Y-L-O-C-K on Twitter and Instagram and johnbraylock.com is my website. You can follow me on James Third Comedy. Uh, that is uh, Gerard at James Third Comedy. That is James um, 3RD. You can go ahead. What, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? That's what I did. What? Is that? What? Just, what just happened? What are you talking about? I'm I just tell people they can, uh, people can follow me at James Third Comedy. They can check my website, okay. jamesthirdcomedy.com. <laughs> All right. Wait, well, he didn't say that right. I, I guess I don't have anything to say. Yeah, I'll, you better plug something. I plug my site. 
No, I'm. I'm. That's all I have to. That's all I have to say. All right. Oh wait, it, or maybe hold on. Maybe I'll try this. I got nothing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm on. Uh, whatever. It's uh. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, was that accurate? That was, that was you pretty, rude. That's pretty rude. accurate. You no, but I did want to say. I did want to say. I'm at. I'm working at Pacific Theaters at the Grove. So if anybody Are you is serious? around, <laughs> if you're in, if you're in LA, come through. I'm. You know. I'm just there. I'm chilling. Wow. Say hi. Dap me up. I don't know why you said that. Yo, good. For you. All right. Make friends in LA, baby. Hey, someone go be friends with James. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, oh, that was great. I wasn't expecting that at all. I really like that. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, if you rate and review us five stars on iTunes, uh, uh, we will read your review out loud. Um, I can't find any. Oh, but we ain't got no new ones. So what's we going on, y'all? What's so, going on with that? You know, fix that. That's messed up. <laughs> y'all know John does this after every episode. Now he got nothing to look at. Oh yeah, you can only visit me at the Grove if you rate and review us five stars. There you go. I'm just, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But but <laughs> yeah. if, but if, if you rate us like four stars, you I, can give them a nod. I know we did two. I know we did two close together. So maybe that has something. To do. I, I I sometimes I do that. I like read them too. I read too many. He gets excited. <laughs> I gotta space them. Out. He gets excited. He gets excited. I gotta space them out sometimes because this is embarrassing. <laughs> we got enough for this episode, but that's uh, cool. That's okay. Wait, is there a Christmas movie like um? Like, what else we got? Like, I'm trying to think of another. Wait, movie. did I read this? Oh, yeah, I read this one, I think. Yeah, okay. All right, never mind. All right, we good. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you. Yeah, next. You know what? Next week, we're going to review uh, Almost Christmas. Because I think this yeah. week, yeah, Coco, yeah. yeah. So next week, we're going to review Almost Christmas. Um, and just go watch it. Yeah. It's, it's, on, on, HBO. it's on HBO. Uh, and uh, And we'll be back next week. We'll see you soon. Peace. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>